0: Fox Sports Radio.
1: Sharing has never meant as much as it does now. We share the things we love most in life for the world to see. But what if we could actually do more with our sharing than just collect likes? What if this sharing could be used to make a difference? Now there's a place where we can put all that sharing to good use. The National MS Society is asking people to make a difference and share what they love with someone else who loves it too. Whether it's surfing, dancing, or whatever is important to you, we've created a place that will help you get your experience out to the world. If you have a story, share it. If you have a solution, share that too. Join us at WeAreStrongerThanMS.org. Because together, we are stronger.
2: following commercial is sponsored by feedthepig.org an organization devoted to helping you save money we will not entice you with messages like
3: lowest prices in town <laughs> dealer approved certified pre-owned no obligation consultation
2: nor will we brag about our <laughs>
4: huge selection enormous variety
5: one stop shopping
6: uh-huh. everything under one roof
2: we'll promise <laughs> prices
6: reduced up to
3: 75%
5: a sale like this can't go on forever <laughs> factory liquidation <laughs>
3: financing options available
2: we will offer for no contingencies like
3: See store for details Prices and
7: participation may vary
4: Legal exclusions
2: apply
7: No purchase necessary
2: We'll try to convince you that our product will give you A
7: Cleaner, tighter abs in minutes A Perfect smile, porcelain veneers
8: for Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions
2: Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better Log on to feedthepig.org Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants And the Ad Council
6: Harken back A decade ago It was the dawning of the Dan Patrick show Broadcasting from an attic in Milford, Connecticut Filled with cats And I see a cat fall Danette's Plugging things in, unplugging things, following wires And multiple fire hazards Man, this is dangerous But as time does, time moved forward Things were said. Logan Thomas was going to be the star. Things no one was proud of. But will live on forever in the annals of Dan Patrick Show history. Damn, I knew this was a bad idea. Be a part of that history. You want to be part of a winner. Download the Dan Patrick Show app today and hear anything that you've missed. To the Dan Patrick Show, America's
9: preeminent sports
10: talk.
8: Uh, Chris Harrison is the host of The Bachelor. Did love lose last night, Chris? We all want the happy ending, but we all don't get it. And sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it
11: doesn't.
6: Can we hold up a second? What the? I did say America's preeminent sports talk. Did I not? Come on. Hey, there's a lot of sports writers who watch. Back to sports in three, two, 2, 1. There is no way I'm trading Nick Foles. If you get a first-round pick, then you trade him. But a second-round pick, I wouldn't do it. Since costing
8: you $9 million.
6: I think what Dan's saying is Nick Foles is far more valuable than Ari's proclamations of love. A man not worth all the headache. Broadcasting from the Mercedes AMG Mancake. Love it, Dan. It's Dan Patrick. Ah,
8: welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Morale is high. Got breakfast being served to us? Boys on the grill. We got the griddle out there. You don't bring out the griddle that often. Usually it's the Traeger Grill. Got flapjacks there, sausage, bacon, eggs. Can you smell it? <sighs> We're waiting for a nor'easter. We thought we would have snow. We'd be snowed in. We'd have snow beers later today, some wings, and we still may have that. But uh, Paulie's keeping an eye on the nor'easter. Yes, Paul?
12: We got an inch of snow overnight, and then it melted this morning.
8: That's not a nor'easter. I don't think. That's a dusting is what that is. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that because some of the Danettes may be staying close to home, close to the man cave home, that is. McLovin, are you uh staying overnight?
13: It depends on what happens in the next few hours. I mean right now it looks I could practically get a suntan.
14: <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. The, the sun's That's done.
13: because I don't tan. But, <laughs> but it's I
14: mean it's very the right now, it's yeah. 9 o'clock Eastern. You're telling me at 11 o'clock there's going to be six
15: inches on the ground? Well,
8: I don't know. I I would check the uh, hourly forecast there just so you guys are prepared. I know Fritzy planning on staying overnight, <laughs> Seton staying overnight. Is
2: it good to taunt Mother Nature like that <laughs> say, oh, I could go to the beach right now. Well, where's this big snowstorm?
12: Yeah, Paul. If there's a 10% chance of a dusting of snow, Fritzy will stay overnight in a hotel room, if you know what I mean. I mean. He uses any excuse to spend the night. By himself, away it's from nice the family. It's nice to relax
16: and have your privacy and you have your Chinese food. He has food. three days' worth of clothes packed. Got a nice little desk. You set up your laptop. You got the, the you
8: shows got your, on. You got your media guides.
3: I got my media guides.
8: <laughs> That's still my favorite. A very heavy bag. Yeah. That you don't need. Most of this stuff is online. Fritzie has this bag, and all it is is media guides.
14: Because I've written, like, numbers into the books that I haven't transferred <laughs> them, like normal
3: people would into, like, the computer.
8: Uh, all right, so uh, we're waiting for our nor'easter. Welcome to the program. We say good morning to our radio partners around the country, numbering 316, Direct TV's audience network, channel 239. They carry all three hours, all 11 cameras, with all four Danettes, yours truly, and the NBC Sports Network as well. We uh, had some drama last night with The Bachelor. Chris Harrison was on yesterday in the final hour, the host of The Bachelor. He promised to drop a passion bucket during the show. By the way, that wasn't scheduled. Last night's show wasn't scheduled. It's because what happened in the previous night that they had to then add two more hours. Boy, that's power. But uh, Chris Harrison, with dropping the passion bucket, we'll have that for you coming up. Got a stat of the day, play of the day. John Calipari, Kentucky basketball coach, joins us. Russell Wilson, Jr., the third, the part-time quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, part-time Yankee player. I wonder if he decided to just play two more years in the NFL. He's 29, so he'd be 31. And I think his contract's for two more years. And just said, let me give baseball a try. You know, maybe his wife says, hey, no more hits, you know, let, let, how about baseball? Try baseball. But you got a window there. Now, you're going to be turning down a lot of money. That, that's part of the equation here. But, you know, Tebow's 30. I think Jordan was 30 when he tried it. But Russell Wilson.
17: I-70, it's an accident westbound at Monaco. It's clearing up the left lane, so watch for backups there as well. You can be the difference between a child continuing their dream of education or leaving it behind. Help make the future brighter for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950.
18: Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
6: Bounce pass high left side to Gary Harris. Harris on the elbow over to Jokic, guarded by the point guard, Smith. He starts backing him down, spins baseline, floaters on the way. That one's no good. Rebound down to Jokic, put it back up, and got fouled. And at the 7.21 mark of the third quarter, Nikola Jokic has his first bucket of the night.
13: One of the reasons why you guys have to listen to my hot take here momentarily. Nuggets lose last night in Dallas, 118-107. Avs lose last night in Chicago, 2-1 overtime. They do get a point out of that. On the text line, 30933, if you have any text comments, questions, opinions for Coach Bednar, he'll join us here in about 14 minutes. Uh, quote. It's fair to be critical of Rantanen for letting Forsberg skate by on Sunday, even on McKinnon for losing Taves last night. Be critical of players the way you do with the Nuggets. Trust me, we will be. Don't worry about it. We all have our hot takes. HW's going to jump on the ads here momentarily. It's okay. Wait You'll a minute. Get yours.
19: So hockey guys, at it. Us talking about how in the hell do you give up a goal in nine seconds? Yeah, is that's not, not taking critical. people to task. Yeah,
13: I, whatever. Whatever. Uh, today you should be critical of Nathan McKinnon. He was out of position in overtime and was beat on the winning goal. Well, you know, did you hear from Coach Bednar after the game? We're not checking. Those are the words. he. We're not checking. We got our top guys out there, and they're looking to score, and they're not checking. He said it himself. We'll talk to him again in now 13 minutes to get the latest. You want me to count down every minute? <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, hockey guy? We that's, will be 12 minutes away here momentarily. At some point, we'll start talking to him. We've
19: turned into that couple, Vic, cause you can read my, you can read my facial expressions of that's exactly what I found funny, was the, yeah. the countdown.
14: <laughs> Piping! Hot take.
18: I am the greatest! Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station and the Vic Lombardi show present. Piping. Hot. Takes. <laughs> It's Vicks Hot Take. Hospital, top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vicks Hot
13: Take. It's going to double it up this morning. It's that big a deal. Just so you know, H.W. is going to hot take the abs. I'll handle the nuggets. What? Just so you know. Are you just giving a hockey guy a heads up? Just in advance, hockey guy. Okay. Last night, in a critical game, every game is critical from here on out. Would you guys agree? For both franchises. Yes. No doubt. In a critical game with an opportunity to win five straight road games, the Nuggets play perhaps their worst game in weeks. That's how I would call it. I classify that game, that kind of loss in Dallas, as probably their worst game in weeks. Featured in that game, a move made by Michael Malone in the fourth quarter where he did not play Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. They sat. They sat for much of the second half. And on the surface, you're like, what What the hell's he doing? Do you not want to win? I watched the whole game. I watched it unfold. I've watched the last four games now that Paul Millsap's been back. What is going on with the Joker? The month of February, he dominated. It was a week and a half ago, Michael Malone, after a game, called Nikola Jokic an MVP candidate. He was that good. I remember that press conference. I think you guys do. He called him an MVP candidate. He almost averaged a triple-double for the month of February. Here comes Paul Millsap, And Nikola Jokic suddenly doesn't look close to the same player again. Last night, four points. Zero points in the first. Two air balls in the game. Don't remember him shooting two air balls before. Finishes two of nine. Jamal Murray... Two of eight, zero assists out of your point guard, six points. By those numbers alone, if somebody said, I'm, I'm going to bench these guys down the stretch, I have no problem with it. The numbers dictate it. I get it. I get it. It's all about, well, you're sending a message. What message? What message? That You, you got to play? You got to earn your playing time? You got to earn your keep? Is that the message? You guys know how I work with this stuff. Unless you're Michael Jordan, unless you're a true all-star, unless you're bona fide, you got to earn your time. I don't care. There's nobody on this team good enough to just roll it out there and, and go through the motions. I don't care who you are. Earn your time. Neither of those players earned their time last night. And here's what we're not privy to. See, and I know I'm going to get a lot of people say, Vic, what are you talking about? Jokic makes everybody else better just being on the court. Okay, that's fine. I, I buy that. But what is it with his inability to get into his offensive game with Millsap lined up next? It's not like Millsap is a ball stopper. It's not like Paul Millsap, the the ball on the block, give me the ball, ISO one-on-one. He's not Carmelo Anthony. Not even close to that. He fits in, but for some reason, Jokic defers when Millsap is in the lineup. I don't understand it. And this is something we'll never know. What is being told to these guys at halftime? According to Coach Malone at halftime, they discussed, don't give up threes. Guess what? They came out of the third and gave up threes. What is going on at practice? What are these guys being told? You don't think Michael Malone is telling Nikola Jokic, dude, play your game. Play your game. Well, he hasn't been playing his game. He didn't play it last night. I have no problems. None. Benching two of your best players. You lost the game? That hurts. Did you send a message? Yes, yes. Were you going to win the game if they were in it? Probably not. So what's the difference? Come out and play and make up for it tonight. Next Hot Take. It's
18: HW's Hot Take.
12: Seven of eight seems to be a theme for the Avalanche. They get seven of eight points on the homestand, and they've gotten points in seven of their last eight games. Three of those, though, have been overtime losses to Edmonton back on the 22nd, and then, of course, the last two to Nashville and Chicago. Hey, I know it's great to get a point, but it's also a little field day to always say, well, we got a, we got a point. No, last night in overtime, when you need to come out and win that game, you don't even touch the puck. Nine seconds in, Chicago gets the goal. I understand it's a great line. I understand it's a great goal. I understand it's a group of guys that have multiple Stanley Cup championships. But last night was frustrating when the Avalanche couldn't even touch the puck in overtime. Because guess what? While getting a point against a team like Nashville is good, you should probably get two points against a team like Chicago. Not the end of the world, still tied with LA in the wild card standings. Huge game in Columbus on Thursday night. But I'll be honest, it was frustrating after a tough Nuggets loss to see the Abs get it to OT, think they're going to win it in OT or win it in a shootout, and next thing you know, nine seconds in, Chicago smacked you in the face, and it's over, and you don't even get a chance to win it in OT two games in a row. The Avalanche have lost very quickly in that extra period. We can debate all we want the fairness of that format in overtime, but the reality is those are the rules. They've gotten two points in the last two games. I would have liked to see three, even four. Now you got to go seize it. Get two in Columbus before a bad Arizona team comes here on Saturday. Not sugarcoating it. Wish the Avs had gotten two points last night. Bring the heat, Winchester. It's Manchester's Hot Take. I like to uh, pick on the Denver Post, you
19: know, when they have headlines where they use the wrong version of words or when they just forget to put part of the headline or whatever. Here's one that made me chuckle today, and it actually is correct, and I'm not picking on their editors. It was the content that made me chuckle. All the Buffs need is to run the table. That's it. That's all they got to do. They got to go to Vegas and win four straight games in the Pac-12 tournament, and they'll be dancing. Now, you guys know, and you, you, you've you argued with me about Tad Boyle, and I didn't like his rant, and I didn't like the fact that now he's complaining because his team is mediocre. But remember when he said that, the two teams they had beaten back-to-back? Yes. Arizona State and Arizona. Yeah. Today, at 1 o'clock, the Buffs open the tournament with Arizona State, a team that has fallen apart. They finished 8-10 and 10 in the conference. They're actually seated below the Buffs in wow. the conference tournament. So you the AC seed. ASU's the Dude, nine seed. At
13: one point, they were the number four ranked team in the
19: country. Yeah, yeah. I think they were when they came in here. They had lost, yeah. but the new rankings hadn't come out. Then if they win, you know who they get? Arizona? Miller
12: in Arizona. Yeah.
19: So I'm just going to go this way. I don't say all the Buffs need to do is run the table. They need to get halfway through running the table. I will stop picking on Tad Boyle if they can repeat the feat. You beat ASU, you beat Arizona back to back up in Boulder, go do the same thing on a neutral court, then I'll listen to your complaining about how other people cheat. Otherwise, I don't want to hear it. If you lose today and finish 16 and 15, 8 and 11 in conference, you're
13: just complaining because your team is mediocre. Oh, oh, that, That's that, your complaint. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to complain about cheaters because your team's not going to the dance. Did you
19: complain about cheaters when you were going to the dance? Huh. Okay. No, you didn't. And so, now that you're not going to the dance, you're complain- complaining about cheaters. That's, you know what it is? That's here, like- what it is. Now here, here's the example. It's the guy who doesn't tell you he's injured when he goes and has a good game. Uh-huh. And then when he plays like crap, he now wants to tell you about his injury. Don't. Either tell me you're hurt or tell me, it's, or don't tell me It would at be all.
13: like the guy who got shot at and saying, oh, I'm not going to turn that dude in because he didn't hit me. But if I got hit with a bullet, then I'd turn him in.
19: No. That's a bad analogy.
13: I
0: like that analogy a lot. You know,
19: it's finding the excuse when things aren't going well and not finding the excuse when things are going fine. And I'm, I, I, am frustrated with this team. They're the epitome of mediocrity. So I'm giving them, I'm giving them a free pass. The Denver Post says they have to
13: win, have to win four in a row. I'm just saying two. Go prove it. Want you to listen to Michael Malone as we go to break here. Uh, again, we're going to talk to Jared Bednar now in three minutes. Three plus. (laughs) We got a (laughs) break. I want you to listen to Coach Malone, and I want, I want to reference this when I say why he decided that he was gonna bench two of his better players for the fourth quarter. Cut six, if you don't mind. Cut six to the break. Listen to this, chew on this, remember this, we'll discuss when we come back. Jared Bednar on the other side, 30933. If you have a question or comment for the Avs head coach, that's coming up. Here's Michael Malone on Altitude 950.
20: Find a group of guys that wanna play. And right now, uh, what we're playing for isn't one individual. Uh, what we're playing for is a collective goal that we talked about back in September in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, obviously, each guy that is called upon to play as a starter or off of the bench has a responsibility to the man next to him to go out there and give it his all. And uh, right now, if you're not going to go out there and give it your all, you're not going to play. I.V. Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital,
18: top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. Mammoth Lacrosse returns to the Loud House
14: Saturday at 7 p.m. for Military Appreciation Night. Tickets start at just $10 and can
10: be purchased at AltitudeTickets.com. Nick Backrich here from Susbuech GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles, but at Susbuech GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At SUS, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. SUS Buick GMC selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. SUS Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net.
2: Hey, it's Josh Dover here, and I'm going to tell you how to get a career in under a year. And not just any old job, I mean real opportunity to train for relevant in-demand careers right now. Now more than ever, careers in media platforms are booming, like social media, YouTube, on-air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera, and control room operations. Or maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watching. Make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up, tell them Josh Dover sent you, and get an orientation just for calling. Don't wait. Call now, make that appointment, and get that career in under a year started today. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. 303 937 7070.
7: When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun
9: did you know colorado has some of the highest indoor radiation levels in the world it's radon radon Radon. and like any other radiation it causes cancer realtors business owners and property managers should know it's best to test with ace radon
21: hi i'm jeff gord the owner of ace radon If you're the one responsible for people's safety on your property, you're taking a risk not testing for radon, a known cause of cancer. We can test and analyze your property, and we can help you design and install the correct system to mitigate a problem. For construction contractors, my expert team at ACE is a great resource for indoor air quality consulting before you begin construction or remodel projects.
9: Race to Ace Radon today. Test, mitigate if necessary, and purify the indoor air. Fixing a radon problem is highly specialized, and it's all Ace Radon has done in Colorado for over 30 years. Race to Ace
5: You know Brakes Plus are the Brake Experts. Come experience the Plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics, we do it all. Survive the winter drive with these savings. Mention this ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. Plus, we offer a free shuttle to work or home. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Breaks Plus, service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Breaks Plus.
13: Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 group 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 group 303-670-2710.
18: The Altitude 950 Traffic Update.
14: Presented by East Radon.
17: Traffic is at a crawl westbound I-70 between Peña Boulevard and Monaco where there is a crash clearing off the left and center lanes. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Slowing on to southbound 225 coming off I-70 from an earlier crash at Colfax, all lanes have been reopened. Every child is full of potential, but poverty will steal that potential from a child. You can change that when you become a Compassion sponsor. Go to Compassion.com slash Radon. To sponsor a child now, I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950.
18: Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show.
0: Exit Far shot into the circle. Centering pass comes to McKinnon. Shoot and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Rips it home on the near side, inside the post. It's a power play goal, and the Avs have tied the game at one.
13: Avs tied up. Game goes to overtime. Nine seconds later, 2-1 Blackhawks. Let's go to the hotline. Welcome in the head coach of your Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar. Coach, um, I, I could speak for many fans. Getting a point, obviously you salvage something, but as the head coach, you walk away unsatisfied. Is that a fair assessment?
22: Yeah, I think it is. You know, you know, we we did we didn't have a great start to the game, so right away, like at this time of the year, we're looking for a, a complete game, and I felt like at home we were we were playing those, and it's a little bit of a slow start. Varley was good for us in the first period, and, and to be honest, they they caught a bit of a break on a the puck they threw, and that hit our skate and, and went in past Varley and. Then we come away in the second period, and I thought we were firing on all cylinders and playing really well and and dictating the play and, you know, lots of shots and chances on goal. And we were able to, you know, the, the game ends up tied at the end of regulation. And, you know, I just think that uh, over time we got to be... Better prepared to check the puck back. Like when when they get possession of it, I just thought that we were a little bit uh nonchalant defending the, the, the opening play of the overtime, and it ends up in the back of our net. So it's a little bit disappointing because we're in a position where I feel like we can steal the two points on the road.
13: And therein lies the problem with three-on-three hockey at times. Um, it turns into a skills competition, and you forget it's actual hockey. You have to be physical. And uh that's what it's looked like the last couple games. Guys just are looking on the offensive end and just forgetting that this is still a hockey game that you need to play. It's hard to get that point across sometimes that you learned the hard way last night.
22: Yeah, for sure. And last two nights, really, you know, it looked like... Um, yeah, you know, and, that, and that's what it is. You're putting your your top skilled guys out on the ice on most nights, and you know what they're thinking. You know, they're they're thinking, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this puck and go end this thing, and and, and that's part of it. That's that's part of why they're so good. That's part of why they're out there because they have the ability to end it. But uh, on the other side of it, they also have to remember that. If we don't have the puck We have to check the puck back They're just not going to give it back to us We can't stand there and, and wait for it And be opportunistic We have to go and we got to get to work and, and like you said, get physical And knock somebody down Or steal the puck, take it back from somebody And and you know We'll make sure that our guys see it But it's it's something that you know, at this time of the year, I just I can't help but feel that that, that you know we got to give ourselves a better chance at that second point. Now, it's it's an it's another point. It's a it's not an easy place to go play. They were buzzing, you know. They've got some quickness. I know their record isn't great, but they have a winning record at at, uh, at the Madhouse in Madison. And and we came in there and they were skating and working, and 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 I thought we did a nice job for for large portions of the game. I just like to see us complete the the 60 plus minute effort that we need, you know, at this time of the year in order to get the job done.
13: Coach, I thought the power play opportunity you had late in the third with I believe 4 minutes to play was um sort of a wasted opportunity because you got the puck. here we go. You know, you get a chance, you can you can get that point here and now and you just couldn't maintain possession on that specific power play. What went wrong there?
22: Yeah, I think you, I just thought a little bit like overtime, a little bit of a loss of focus. It's, You know, on the flip side of that, they had a power play right before us. So it's a 1-1 game. They get a power play. And I thought that our penalty kill was exceptional. But, the, you know, the, the, they had a workman-like mentality. It was our best penalty kill of the night. You know, all the details were in place and highly, highly competitive on that. We needed to block one shot. And, you know, so we go through the two minute penalty kill and they don't get a shot on goal. Then our power play gets an opportunity. um, And give our guys credit. We went out and and had a great breakout and we were charging up the ice, and the guy had to haul, haul us down and trip us coming out of our zone. Otherwise, it would have been an odd man rush. And then we go out in the power play, and it just looked like we were a little lackadaisical to me—just not crisp, not focused enough. And, and that's that's the thing. Again, you you got you got your top guys on the ice; you need them to step up in a moment. To get the two points, a big two points at this time of the year, and we just weren't crisp enough, or focused enough, or didn't execute well enough in order to get the job done. There was a couple of plays there, and we just kind of beat the puck up a little bit, and 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 their penalty kill did exactly what our penalty kill did, you know, a couple minutes earlier. They were determined to get the job done, and they did.
13: Yeah, you know, sometimes we forget you're coaching guys that are extremely young. So you can be angry as a coach, but how you coach them is a big deal. So with so much on the line now, down the stretch you come, and so how do you handle adversity? How how do you deal with them behind closed doors? Do you do anything differently?
22: Well, you know the the thing is is that we know where their heart's at. They they want to win. They're they're here competing to win. I mean, the big picture, three weeks ago we're out of the playoffs. Um, Today we're tied for the the final wild card spot, so we're you know we're we're here to, to to play and we're here to to get the job done. So we know we know where they're trying to get to. So we just got to keep helping them along. So like on my side of it, we'll see the three on three. I'm going to show them some of the good from the year. I'm going to show them some of the bad, and I'm going to show them a little bit of the lack of focus that we've had here recently because we have to correct it, you know, Mm. and and they get to know that it's it's just not quite good enough and and that they've got better and they'll see it and and they'll make an adjustment and and away we go and, and... and in the power play meeting on like speaking of these two instances you know Ray will we'll show them and I mean, cuz we were crisp earlier in the game and we scored a big power play goal and we did some good things and but this is this is a moment in the game where you if you want to be a difference maker and you're a top guy the, 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 those power plays if you seize it the game's yours, and you're moving on. If you don't, then then you got to keep keep going. So, you know, understanding the moment, the time, and score in the game, and and, and how to be a difference maker in those situations through our structure and and, and some crisp play, I, I think is important. And for the next time it comes around, maybe we're a little bit better and we get the job done.
13: Coach, let's rewind to that Nashville overtime. The, the goal there by Forsberg. Um Lukey, how would you describe that? Because it seems to me almost as if Varley did not anticipate a shot
22: coming. Then, yeah, I think he'd like that one back for sure. You know, but go, I'm, but he's not the only one on the ice that made a mistake there, right? Like, sure. Forsberg's coming down the ice, and, and he he has Miko and uh, um, on the boards, and and then drives right past him, and Miko forces in him into a real you know, not, he's not really in the scoring area and looked like we were, we were fine. And then he just snaps it through Varley's legs. He did, didn't even look like he reacted. So I think, you know, there's a couple of things. If getting a piece of Forsberg's body to make sure that he can't skate by us, the next guy comes in and picks up the puck. There's a mistake, and then I think there's a there's a mistake by Varley there too. It didn't look like he was ready, you know. And and you got one of the most dangerous goal scorers uh, in the league coming down with the puck in overtime. And you know I think we just showed him showed him some net there. So another mistake, and, and it ends up in a loss. And you know it was, it was similar to last night. To be honest with you, we make a mistake and and don't cover a guy off on a on a routine. Um, Face off in neutral ice, and and then they make a play and and put it in the back of our net nine seconds in. So we we have to be better in those areas, and you know we can't wait around for someone else to get the job done. Every every guy on the ice has to take responsibility for their check, and and also be in a position to help out the next guy if, if if something goes wrong. And I just don't think on the last two nights we were we were um, ready and and willing to do that. All right,
13: time for the injury status portion of our show, Coach. Um, Eric Johnson, a month of hockey to play. Do you think we'll see Eric Johnson within that month?
22: I sure hope so. Yeah, I think so.
13: He's back skating, which is always good news. Now it's up to the doctors and everybody else. How about Andrew Ghetto? Uh, he traveled, I believe, with the team, did he not? Yeah. How, how close is he?
22: He's get, he's getting closer, yeah. He's uh He's made some real good progress here over the last little bit, so I we're we're going to see him. I um I, I just don't know exactly when yet. He's close though.
13: Is it hard? Especially a guy like EJ, who's such a critical component on that back. Is it hard re-implementing guys when they miss time, or is that easier in hockey?
22: Well, the lo- the the more time they miss, the harder it gets because number one, you start worrying about their conditioning. Um. Being in game shape and, and and able to skate and then still take body and fight through checks because what these guys do on some of these injuries is they're out skating all the time but they can't take contact and then that's a completely different animal when you when you when you get back and people start leaning on you and hitting you you, you get exhausted in a hurry so there's different type of conditioning there. Um, and then, if they're out too long, you were it takes them a little while to get back up into like reading the play. Everything starts happening real fast for them on the ice once you've been out for a while. so if it's just a week or two, usually that's not an issue um You start pushing three, four weeks on some of those injuries. The the games just happen real fast for the guys when they come back and just takes them a, a handful of games. But, you know, this time of the year it's crucial because one mistakes a difference in the hockey game or could be the difference in the hockey game and you can't, you know, live through too many of those mistakes if the game's happening fast for someone. So you gotta, you gotta be careful when you're bringing these guys back.
13: The road trip continues tomorrow night in Columbus. Uh, Jackets have won two in a row. Uh, how would you characterize that team? How do you beat that team?
22: That's a hard working team. They're, they're, they're a desperate hockey team. They're in the exact same position as we are. Um, you know, they're fighting for their playoff lives. They're a good home team. This is gonna, this is gonna be, they just, they just, uh, beat up on, uh, Vegas last night. I got to see some of the game and, and their work and their competitive group. And so we're gonna have to match their competitiveness, number one. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a big key for tomorrow, especially coming into this building.
13: Coach, you know, I, I gotta say that I love the fact that you're last night visibly upset, noticeably upset that you only gain a point because, this isn't field day. Um you got a young team and the expectations maybe were not as high, but you want to win. You wanna make the postseason. And I, I like the fact that you wear the emotions on your sleeve. It's okay to be upset that you don't win both points. I hope your team feels the same way.
22: Yeah, for sure they do. There there's no question that they do, and that's that's the thing. I- Maybe expectations weren't that high coming into the year, but they like there's not a person in this room that doesn't want to get in the postseason. So, you know, like they're they're gonna they're gonna feel it. they that's a that was a that was a, a tough loss on one hand, a big point on the other. So, you know, you, you, we got to reset and get ready for tomorrow night. Coach,
13: best of luck. Thanks for the time this morning. Thank you. That is Jared Bednar, head coach of your Colorado Avalanche, kind enough to join us every Wednesday on the show. Good news to emerge from that interview. He did say he expects to see Eric Johnson back sometime before the close of the regular season, which would be a huge boost for this team's playoff chances. I, I You know, again, I love it. He was ticked last night. You could sense it. And and he sounded upset this morning. Let a point slide there.
19: Man,
0: Let I'm two points slide.
19: I am 100% with you. Right, this isn't field day, and you're competing for a playoff spot. I don't think there's anything wrong with being angry when you miss opportunities and you miss. And there's
13: nothing wrong with being angry at your team. I don't care how young they are. Well, you didn't touch
12: the puck in overtime. That's that was
13: the really frustrating part. And and that's why I go back to the home alone thing. I don't care if you bench your star players; just they're young. I don't play better.
19: Well, play better, and we can debate that. I'm not sure sure that I think that was the right strategy. But being upset and wanting to do something
13: drastic, no problem. We just talked to a coach, he benched Zadorov. remember that? He benched him for an entire period, came back, play better. Are you ticked?
19: Yeah. H.W., are you ticked? Ticked. I'm ticked. That's how you ought to feel this morning. Well, you should
13: feel. Hope you're all ticked here in the Mile High City. You got the Vic Lombardi Show.
3: Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Mines. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Mines will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Mines with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at realdeminezrestaurant.com.
23: Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVA Lakewood.com.
4: Construction season is in full swing and Brandon Sand and Gravel is ready and able to hire now. Paid trading starts as soon as pre-employment is complete. So plan on attending the hiring event Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at Brandon Sand and Gravel at 5880 LePan Street in Denver. Brandon has endless opportunities for all levels and will be performing on-site interviews and making immediate job offers. All offers are contingent on background check, drug screening and physical. So make plans to attend the huge hiring event at Brandon Sand and Gravel Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at 5880 LePan Street in Denver. I'll
14: 9.50, home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. Get up to the minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1.
0: Wires it ahead for Kane. Now the white right wing of the Avalanche zone, stairs down Barry, out in foot for the shot, score. Nine seconds into overtime, the Chicago Blackhawks keep the avalanche
14: cool the highlight of the game
11: brought to you by
14: xfinity
21: we're here in the shop at farland classic restoration in englewood
15: here's the owner jack farland jack you guys win some serious car awards what's what's the latest well we finished the 1961 ferrari convertible that won a platinum award at Cavallino in florida it also won an award for the best restoration in the show that's kind of like the oscars for classic ferraris mm. isn't it that's pretty much it exactly Our restorations do very well at places like Pebble Beach and Amelia Island. So all those other major shows in this serious car collector world. That's impressive. Um, How long has the shop been around? We've been in business for 27 years, so we've been here a while. And our guys are really the best around. If I look around, I'm seeing Porsches, Ferraris, Mercedes, and some really impressive muscle cars. We work on many different investment-level classics. We do everything under one roof. And you have a showroom with classics for sale? Yes, that's right. Look under Cars for Sale at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook under Farland Classic Restoration. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash
9: in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year, part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com.
14: Doug Moe. You know, a fun-loving guy that produced winning basketball that was fun to be a part of. The Nuggets all-time winning his coach. There will never, ever be another Doug Moe in the NBA. He
3: put himself right at the level of everybody else.
0: Even though he would rip on you, he would joke about himself. We were on common ground. He was a character. He was our character. And people got it. Moe. The life
14: and times of the Nuggets one of a kind coach. He just seems to be so free and the rest of us are all hung up and worried about all the little things. Premiering Sunday, March 11th at 6pm on Altitude TV.
18: I wish I could be like him the Altitude 950 traffic update.
17: Very slow traffic at this point, westbound I-70 between Tower Road and Monaco, where there's an accident at one point, only that far right lane was getting by, causing that delay. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Southbound 225, running slow, coming off I-70 down to Colfax from an earlier crash. Southbound I-25, heavy Broadway to Hamden. Every child is full of potential, but poverty will steal that potential from a child. You can change that when you become a Compassion sponsor. Go to compassion.com slash radio to sponsor a child now i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950
18: altitude 950 denver's all sports station now back to Vic lombardi but you want to win you want to make the postseason and I, i like
13: the fact that you wear the emotions on your sleeve it's okay to be upset that you don't win both points i hope your team feels the same way
22: Yeah, for sure they do. There's no question that they do, and that's that's the thing. Maybe expectations weren't that high coming into the year, but they like there's not a person in this room that doesn't want to get in the postseason. So, you know, like they're they're gonna they're gonna feel it. That's a that was a that was a, a tough loss.
13: Jared Bednar, no punches pulled. Thank you very much, coach. The text line hot and heavy as well. Um. 8928. Eight. I love that Bednar's pissed. Love that you guys are pissed. We're the, we're beyond field day and that's a great thing. Ads are ticked because Mac blew his coverage and ranted and played Matador on Sunday. Call him out. I'm sure you'll rip me again now. You know we're having fun with you hockey guy. You know we are. Why do I come
19: on here on Mondays during football season and rant and rave when the Broncos lose? There's what? two reasons. One, cause I care because I'm a fan, I've been a fan since I can remember, right? Like and, and I had a an or- season ticket holder. Orange and blue yeah. hat on me as a infant. The other reason is they've established expectations. Yeah. So you're disappointed and disappointment leads to being ticked. Why am I why was I ticked after the Rockies went down to Arizona and lost in the wild card game? Cuz I had expectations for that team. Sure. They're good. They 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 have a lot of talent. It's the same thing today. I now have expectations for these two teams. And when those expectations aren't met, it leads to disappointment, which leads leads to being ticked. And last night you were playing a last-place team and a team that's tanking. And one team got a point by getting into overtime. And, look, it was unfortunate they were even in overtime. It was a bad break, but that's the reality. And the other team gave up
13: 38 points in the third quarter to a bad team, and Yogi Ferrell had a season high. Yeah, uh, The ABS as they stand, have 77 points. Equal to the LA Kings at seventy seven. LA owns the tiebreaker by virtue of more wins. LA's got thirty six. The Aves have thirty-five. They both have played sixty-six games. But it's hard to say, oh, it's down to LA and the Aves. More far from that. There there are so many teams involved in those two wild card spots still. Dallas is still involved. They lost last night, which is a good thing. So something good emerged. Smashville took it to Dallas. God, how many games in a row now? Nine in a row for Nashville. The Ducks beat the Caps for nothing. Not good. The Ducks now at 80 points. And then, of course, the Wild, all over the Hurricanes, 6-2. to My goodness. Everybody... The wild plays, they thrive unless they play the Avs. The Avs have owned Minnesota the last couple outings, haven't they?
12: No doubt, by the owned way. Them. 16 games left and, uh, you'll like this, va- this balance, Vic. Mm-hmm. Eight at home, eight on the road for the Avs. No seven game road hey, trips yeah, for them. That's
13: fair. You know why the coach was ticked off? Cause his team outshot the Hawks last night, 34-27, outhit the Hawks, 35-19 pretty much outplayed them for most of the game, and yet they lost the game. And and you're right, content in taking a point, but you expect to win. And when the expectations are to win, nothing soothes you, much like the Nuggets. The expectations, I don't care what you did in Cleveland. I don't want to hear that, oh, well, at least they won two out of three. I don't want to hear that this morning. That doesn't mean anything to me. Should have been three out of three. Because what happens is, you know how they lost the Clippers game last week? And I said, now you got to go out and win a game. You're not supposed to win. They did that in Cleveland. All that does last night is undo that Cleveland win. And now they got to redo it tonight by beating Cleveland again. Here we are back to square one. Now you have to win tonight to make up for last night. Real quickly,
19: I'm, I'm going to list some teams. You tell me if the Nuggets have lost to them this year. Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Twice Sacramento. Yes. Atlanta. Yes. Brooklyn. I Um, I don't think they have. No? They won there, I remember. Maybe not then. Orlando. I don't know. Chicago and New York. I don't remember. Those are the teams with more than 40 losses this year. They lost to New York. So the vast majority of the teams that have more than 40 Mm -hmm. losses this year... The Nuggets have lost
12: to Chicago. They needed that coast to coast from Will Barton. Remember, yeah. correct? Yeah. And They were down big yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. You, you can know. also look at the other side and the teams they. I know, beaten. I know. The you teams know. they've beaten: Golden Toronto,
19: State, Golden Portland. State
13: twice. You know, they've they've beaten the outside Cleveland. of Houston. Outside of Houston, they've beaten the quality, which is why Spurs. it drives me crazy. I know. The Nuggets winning tonight will not surprise me at all. In fact, I expect them to win tonight. I do. But if they had taken care of business against Phoenix, Atlanta, and Dallas and Sacramento,
19: that's at least five more wins. Five more but wins I, I they're forty and twenty
13: four. I want to, to debate the three seed. I want to debate the benching of two key players and whether it's a good thing, bad thing, irresponsible thing, whatever you seem to think about it. I'd like to debate that. Adam Morris is coming up at what time? Nine, Nine o'clock. Okay, we'll talk to him about it. Because there are a lot of Nuggets fans who take issue with it, who are ripping Michael Malone today saying, What are you doing? And I'm defending the coach. I have no problems benching players who don't come to play, even this late in the season in critical games. And when I say don't come to play, I'm sorry, man. You you know, it's hard for me. I interview these guys after every game. But I don't care. Because if they're not critical of themselves, then who are they? Do you think, I'll ask you this question, do you think Jamal Murray's happy with his performance last night? You know how he's wired. Do you think he leaves and goes home, talks to his dad? Do you think he's happy with zero assists and six points? No. Do you think, deep down, Nikola Jokic has been happy with his performance in the month of March? No. Okay. Then I'm not saying anything they're not thinking. I'm not saying any anything. I'm not putting pressure on them that they haven't already applied. So why are we so touchy-feely about this stuff? What, because they're 21 and 22? I don't care. I'm not touchy-feely about it. I have no problem
19: in terms of like, oh, this might hurt their feelings. I do think it's a little bit of a gamble of, you know, does it cause a riff? Maybe. We don't know. Um, I don't have any problem with that. Here's the thing, though. To me, when you're down 11 after three and you're playing a bad basketball
13: team, are you out of the game? No, you're never out of the game until the final two minutes double digits. Okay, so to me the coaching
19: decision at that point should be Mm -hmm. what, and this is a terrible phrase that I hate when it comes to quarterbacks, but what lineup gives us the best chance to win
13: here? Well, let's let the coach answer that. Coming up after the top of the hour, we'll hear from Coach Malone. He answered that question.
19: Because if you really think Mason Plumley and Devin Harris on the floor give you a better chance to win that night, fine. Got no problem with it. Yeah. Play the hot hand. Play the sure. guy who's showing up. Play the guy who's hustling. No problem. If you don't, if you're just trying to send a message, yeah. ain't
13: the time for sending I, I, a message. I agree wholeheartedly with it. You don't want to send messages just for the sake of sending You don't them. send messages but, in March. But give me an example. Give me evidence why he should have stuck with those particular players. They I don't know the nothing. previous 65 games. Well, I, I look at the last... I look at the last twenty minutes. What are you doing? What 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 are you doing? Fair,
19: fair. But give me evidence, Mason Plumlee and Devin Harris. Based on that game, we're going to turn also things fair. around. Top
13: of the hour, you got the Vic Lombardi Show.
18: Altitude nine fifty, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are back at Pepsi Center to take on LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tip off's at eight thirty with the free game show. Getting away at eight oh five. Jason Kosminski, the Radio Voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. The KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche.
6: Nathan, yeah. back it.
18: Home of the Nuggets.
6: Team Money again, dials it up a deep one. And
18: the playoff push. And here we go. Denver's all sports station, altitude
20: 950.
18: Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
20: Well, uh, effort is a big part of it. Uh, I give the guys that were in there in the fourth quarter uh, a lot of credit because they went out there and played hard. Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Devin Harris, Trey Lyles, Mason Plummer, those guys went out there and competed and uh, and were able to get some stops and and cut it to, I think, maybe five a few times. But um, the breakdowns were... Um, not understanding who you're guarding, being disciplined in your closeouts, running shooters off the line. Uh, obviously, uh Yogi Ferrell destroyed us. Yogi Ferrell had a season I 24 points.
13: Who guarded Yogi Ferrell last night? I'm guessing Jamal Murray. Dirk Nowitzki, the corpse that is Dirk Nowitzki, had five threes in the first half. Who was in charge of Dirk Nowitzki for most of the night? Nikola, the Joker. Do I need to write this out? Do, do I need proper penmanship to explain this to people? You know, here's where fantasy sports kills coaches, kills all of us. We look at their offensive production and say, oh, why is it? He's a walking triple-double. He's... Dude, the game is played on both ends. If you're not doing your part, if you're not responsible to do your part on the defensive end, and it impacts your team, you're not playing. Why is Jokic guarding Dirk? I don't know. Wouldn't, wouldn't Paul Millsap be a better matchup there? Can't
19: can he move his feet a little bit better? Let me ask
13: you this. Why, If if Nikola Jokic at the age of 23 can't guard the, the corpse of Dirk Nowitzki, we got bigger problems. Do you problems. think he's a good defensive player? It, again, if he can't guard okay. a one... We know what Dirk does. One thing, he shoots. That's it okay. at this point.
19: List the five best things Nikola Jokic does as a basketball player. Is defense in there? No, they're okay. all offensive. So then put him on a put him in a matchup where he's not going to kill you. If you list the five best things Paul Millsap does, is defense on there? Do you, do you want him guarding Dwight Powell, who killed him last night as well? Okay, well who was who was guarding Dwight Powell?
13: There I mean, rotations is. that occur during the course of a game and you get, you know, pick and rolled and you go on to different players. The point is the coaches we're not privy to the conversations at the bench, at halftime, before the game. You know, if if guys are specifically told, what if I told you, and I don't know if this happened or not. I'm ta- I'm talking completely out of turn here. But what if I told you before the game, Michael Malone went up to both Murray and Jokic said, guys, this game will come down to defending Yogi Ferrell, Dennis Smith Jr., and Dirk Nowitzki. Do not let them free on the three-point line. It's up to you guys to make sure. Okay, coach. And they do nothing close to that. Nothing close. Then what?
19: Then what do you do? As a coach? Then I
13: would agree with you.
19: But, it, but here's all. Here's the thing, and we don't know this, so we're we're having to speculate. Yeah. But you also have to be consistent, right? And I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but it's yeah. just the example that comes to mind. How many times this year have we seen a a, a box score that has
13: Chandler two, Chandler four? Mm-hmm. Does he get benched? No doubt, his offensive inefficiencies stand out. Does You're he right. get benched? You're right. But I got this on the text line. I'll read this. I'll read this. Uh where did it go now i lost it so while you're finding God, it let me finish
19: my point on that if you're consistent about this of hey if you're not performing i'm going to go with somebody else or if you don't follow the direction that we give you pregame or halftime or in game adjustments if you don't follow direction then i'm going to bench you as long as that applies to everyone
13: got no problem with it i'm fine with it here here's the text uh and i get this cuz i've heard this a lot this year and i don't entirely disagree Quote, Coach Malone thought Will Barton turning the ball over was the best chance to win. That was the joke of a decision. Also goes on to say better bench Millsap, too. Harris missed a lot of shots. Better bench him too. Again. That ties to my point. Is it applied to everybody? Let me let me just take a look at these box scores because everybody wants to look at the offense. What man. was Devin Harris from three point line? Uh Devin Harris was uh three of nine from the field. I think he was one for five. And three point he was uh one for five, exactly right.
19: So he was cranking him up too. Mm-hmm.
13: He also had three assists. Your starting point guard had zero. All right, three assists. They uh, played
19: basically the same amount of minutes. Yeah. So should we – that's like a tad boil parade. Three assists. We're excited.
13: Okay. Uh, Nikola Jokic last night, 25 minutes, two of nine from the field. Uh, in the first half – where was that number? In the first half, zero of three, zero points. If you want to just talk offense because that's all everybody wants to talk about anymore is offensive numbers. So that's where I'll go. I'll stick to the offensive numbers, everybody, because I know how fantasy sports works – uh Will Barton last night is not your starting point guard. He led the team with seven assists. He had seven more assists than your starting point guard.
19: Do you remember early in the year when Jokic had that game where he took like one shot in the
13: first half? Yeah. It was very and early. And they won the game. Was that before Millsap got hurt? No, Millsap was on the team. Yeah, he was okay. in the rotation. He yeah.
19: Why is it that, he's such a, that I don't know. Jokic is such a different player I, I, with Millsap I, I, on the it's floor? It's
13: maddening. It's maddening. I don't know. Because in the month of February, he averaged nearly a triple-double. Since Millsap has returned, at no time in these four games has he attempted more than nine shots in a game. I don't understand
19: that. Like, how much different is it to play with Paul Millsap than to play with, I don't know, Trey Lyles or Wilson Chandler or whoever else might be on the floor?
13: Like, why is it so different? Well, dude, they're dangerously close right now because that's why it's so hard to coach. Will Barton, young guys, because you don't want to lose the room, right? You don't want to lose the room. Which is critical. Yes. With a month and a half to play. Let me read a couple comments from last night's game and get your thoughts on this. We know why Michael Malone benched Murray and Jokic. We know why. He told us why. I will quote what he said. Right now, if you're not going to go out there and give it your all, you're not going to play. We don't owe anybody anything. What each player owes is to go out there and play as hard as you can. What do you think about that comment? We don't know. Anybody, anything. So was he calling out his star players? What do you think? I'm asking. What do you think? Yeah, know Do you have any problems with those comments? Are the Nuggets good enough to owe anybody anything? No. Okay. They're not. Right. They're not. And I don't have a problem with that,
19: those comments at all. Like I fundamentally believe in that message. But here would be my caveat to that. Then the same thing applies to Wilson Chandler. The same thing applies to the guy making thirty million dollars, Paul Millsap. So as long as you apply the same rule, we don't owe Paul Millsap minutes. Yep. If he doesn't show, or you know what, our team is worse with him back on the court, then he's not going to play. We'll have a $30 million bench warmer. As long as you have the same rule and the same Mm -hmm. approach to
13: everyone, great. No problem. It's like Bednar benching Zadorov for an entire period. Would he do the same with McKinnon? I don't think so. Probably not. Different rules for different players, right? Just the way life works. Let me go on here. Gina Mizello to Denver Post did a great job last night inquiring with Nikola Jokic. And, again, I usually interview Nikola after wins because they win a lot at home. So I don't get a chance to dig in on some of this stuff. I I found this very curious. Gina asking Nikola about the post-game conversation with he and Michael Malone, why he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Quote, I don't know what to say. I think that's a normal thing. It's a coach's decision. Goes on to say about his playing time and why he's not scoring as much the last three or four games. I didn't take that many shots the last couple games, and today I missed four threes. I'm playing the same way. I'll ask you, is he playing the same way? No, he looks
12: like a different player
13: in the last four games. Is he playing the same way, James? No.
12: No, I mean, it's
19: painfully obvious to the naked eye. It's not
13: hard to see. He's so if, if we see it, do you think his coach sees it? Do you think his coaches is, do you think Michael Malone you think over the last 4 games he's never addressed this with you don't think he sat him down and said I'm hey, sure he I mean, Come
19: on people. Well and, and here's the thing cuz I, I think people are going to say I'm I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth cuz I always tell the Jimmy Johnson story, right? Where the guy falls asleep mm-hmm. during a meeting, the special teams guy and he cuts him. And they said, "Hey, what would you do if Troy Aikman did that?" He said I'd go tap Tro- Troy on the shoulder and say, mm-hmm. "Troy, wake up." I get it. You treat stars different than you treat the guy who, you know, pretty replaceable. But he's treating two of his stars this way in Nicola and Jamal. So, if you're going to treat them that way, you have to treat the other stars that way. The same rules have to apply to Gary Harris and yeah. um, Will Barton and Paul Millsap and Wilson Chandler the, to everybody. I don't expect it to be the same rules for Mason Plumley and yeah. or whoever else. I mean, although Mason Plumley makes big money too, he's probably in that category. But it's it's that's the thing I think causes potential losing the room if you're playing favorites. Can't That's a lose risk. the
13: room this time of year. I love this text. This person, put your name at the end of your text. How many time do I have to say this? Nine eight two eight. Thank you though. Malone has a very difficult job. The Nuggets are a young and unorthodox team. He's more of an old school coach. Why is Fareed not in there to add energy? I don't Fareed's not gonna play. Listen, dude, that, that ship has sailed. So I don't want to hear this anymore. Fine. You Mitchell, really liked
12: but, the text until you got to the end of
13: well, it. Well, the the first he, he's right though. The Nuggets are very unorthodox. There aren't any teams out there that run their offense through their center. Those teams don't exist. Did you just burp? I did. <laughs> you didn't have to point it out. <laughs> well, the way you did it, you like put your hand at your mouth.
19: I was trying not to make everybody in Denver know that I just
13: did. I didn't yes. know either. Only Vic pointed it out. Thanks, Vic. It's an unorthodox team. It's hard to coach unorthodox. It is a difficult job. Because when Jokic isn't doing his thing, the offense is off kilter. If the offense is off kilter, it affects the defense. It always does with this team. How do you fix it? I don't know. Well, why does this continue to be an issue?
19: Right? Like last year, their offense was clunky. And then they make the the move and bench Jokic, Jokic and they go to London and they figure things out and they're a different team offensively. Then this year, to start the year, they're struggling. Twelve games before the All-Star break, all of a sudden they start running things through Jokic and they turn around and they've been better and they've been dynamic.
13: And now they're back to being clunky again. Like, why is this? Why? The Denver Nuggets are going to win tonight. The loins have spoken to me. They're going to win. And tomorrow morning, we're gonna come back on this show, we're gonna say, oh, Jokic is back, uh, Murray had, uh, 27, oh, everything's
11: good, ah.
19: My head won't hit my pillow tonight after coming home from that game
13: till midnight. So you're sure yeah. you
19: can guarantee it? Yes, yes. And you're yes, going yes, yes, at 8, yes, 12 yes. a.m.?
13: They're still, Are you sure? they're still in the 8 seed, but see, my, I, I'm gonna take a page from the Manchester playbook here about looking through the front window rather than the rear view mirror. boy,
3: I, I don't want the 8 seed. Or the 7th seed? I want
13: the 6th seed. Higher aspirations. That's why that game hurt me
12: deep. Isn't the front window called the windshield? It's another, window, another if, word for it. Whatever, dude.
13: I want the 6th seed. That's what I want. And last night, losing like that, it's going to cost you the 6th seed. When you have to play Houston or Golden State,
19: remember Sacramento, Atlanta, Dallas, and teams like that.
13: You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Wednesday morning. Good morning.
18: Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier show.
0: The Abs right now have 77, so they need 10 more wins out of the final 17. Can they go 10 and 7? It certainly seems feasible like they could. But you realize what it is in the Eastern Conference right now? It's about 87 in the Eastern Conference to get in. 87, 88, maybe 89 points to get into the East. In the West, you gotta to get to almost 100 points to get in. So, I mean, the, the, there, there's a difference between the two conferences. The East had a pretty good run last year, and they had some good teams, and it was more balanced out, but it's right back to the West being the better conference overall this year.
18: Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Kevin Flesch here from Flesch Law. You've been in a
12: car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you
3: deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886. 303-806-8886. Or fleshlawfirm.com.
7: When it comes to learning the facts about Colorado state tax, there is only one website that has all your answers. Colorado.gov slash tax. It's your free resource to understanding Colorado tax. No need to call when the answers are just a click away 24-7. From filing and paying your Colorado taxes to business sales tax questions and more. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station.
3: Save hundreds on your next Yukon Buick Encore Sierra 1500 or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees ever. The price you sell... Is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Hey, it's Josh Dover here, and I'm going to
2: tell you how to get a career in under a year, and not just any old job. I mean real opportunity to train for relevant, in-demand careers. Right now, now more than ever, careers in media platforms are booming, like social media, YouTube, on-air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera and control room operations. Or maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watching. Make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up. Tell them Josh Dover sent you, and get an orientation just for calling. Don't wait. Call now, make that appointment, and get that career in under a year started today. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070. Were you
13: underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710.
18: The Altitude 950 traffic update.
17: All lanes reopened after a big slowdown westbound I-70, but it is still slowing between Tower and York, this earlier crash at Monaco. Traffic is brought to you by Village Inn. Boulder Turnpike still slow from an earlier wreck westbound between Sheridan and Church Ranch, so watch for that slowing. Today is everyone's favorite day of the week, Free Pie Wednesday at Village Inn. Get a free slice of select pies with any dine-in purchase from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude. 950.
18: Altitude 950. Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
6: Denver's down by nine here. Smith peels off to the high right side. Guarded by Millsap. Throws it inside the arc over to Harrison Barnes. Nine on the shot clock. Drives on Gary Harris. Turn around. Tough two. Jumpers good. Eleven. 11% Mavericks 113-102. to
13: 102. You know, I love asking the question, especially in the NBA this type of year. Do you want to lose do you want to lose? If you're Dallas, Memphis, Phoenix, yes. The answer is yes. We want to lose. That was a loss for the Mavericks last night. Think about that. The Mavericks yeah. lost. They
19: they lost. Dallas is is unhappy with that outcome as Denver is.
13: Who's more unhappy last night? <laughs> the Nuggets or the Mavs? So both
19: teams uh, lost. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's what's so frustrating about it, man. I'm telling you, those teams I listed off and the number of losses the Nuggets have against teams that are basically 20 and 40.
13: 20 and 40. Mm-hmm. They lose two out of three games every time they go out on the floor. Hey, why isn't tanking as prevalent in the NHL as it is in the NBA?
12: Because the impact player isn't coming right away. A number one overall pick in the, the, the NHL, draft NHL is, is gonna, not as yeah, consequential. Not fix your team tomorrow. Because in the NBA, it's out of control, right? Well, the NBA and the NFL, the draft pick can save a franchise overnight. The Mm -hmm. NHL and the MLB, it takes a little longer.
13: Probably the best thing you've said in months on the show. Thanks. Most profound thing that's ever come out of H.W.'s mouth in quite (laughs) some time. I try, and I appreciate it. Time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? It's so hot right now.
14: Let's
18: dive into the Power Five.
14: Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. They shave Charlie in the outfield toward left, and this ball crushed. High deep right field. Take a good look. You won't
6: see it for long. The facade
13: of the third deck. So I am supposed to interview some member of the Rockies organization, for my Let's Talk Sports show today. Can you give us an update? What are the Rockies
12: doing in spring ball? Uh, they're getting their butts kicked, and Manchester is very worried about the, uh, the state of Wait, the Rockies. Wait, this is the same Balls. guy that
13: says spring ball is unnecessary Balls. and a waste of time.
19: Not what I said. I said... Does it concern, doesn't concern you at all that they're the worst
13: okay. team in spring but training? That sound you heard there was Charlie Blackman batting leadoff. He will no longer bat leadoff. He's going to bat right in front of Nolan Arenado. In fact, he answered the question, where do you want to bat? Anywhere Arenado bats because it's going to make the two of them that much better. So the power five question of the day is what?
12: 30933 is the altitude 950 text line. Who do you Want to see batting leadoff for the Rockies and why more creative the better. 30933. We've got a pair of Nuggets and Lakers tickets Friday, March 9th at seven over at the Pepsi Center. A Couple days away. Favorite, favorite text or getting tickets.
19: So uh, can I go with Charlie Blackman since he's the best leadoff hitter in baseball? Can he be my vote? Like, why are they tinkering with it? You
13: know, because the more you think about it and I had the initial response too, why would you mess with it? It makes total sense. I mean, Blackman is a, he's not your, prototypical leadoff guy. He's got power. He, I understand. He was in a home run derby, for crying out loud. I understand. So that. why would you not want a guy who can drive home runs driving home more runs? Well, let
19: me ask you this. If the middle of their lineup, other than Nolan, consisted of guys
13: like it should, mm-hmm. instead of then Ian you can afford them. Okay, so what you're saying is they lack that necessary power hitter, and yeah. if you had him, then you can move Charlie back to where he belongs. First base is a okay. power position.
19: They don't have a I power player there. Right field is a power position. They don't have a power player there. That's the problem. The, the the middle of their lineup is mediocre, so they're having to patch it by moving the best leadoff hitter in baseball mm-hmm. into the middle of the lineup because yeah. you haven't addressed that. That's a problem. So
13: your me. answer is Charlie Blackman. Leave him be.
19: Yeah, Charlie Blackman and go sign someone else yeah. to play a power position. That yeah. would be my answer.
13: I guess my answer would be the same answer that Nick Groke gave us yesterday on this show when I asked him the question. He pencils in Gerardo Parra as the leadoff guy. Ugh. Okay, so l- let me ask you this. Why... Ugh. Yeah, so, dude, you make it sound like he can't play. Dude. You had a great, great year last What's year. What's your problem?
19: If the, if the Rockies had signed Eric Hosmer in the offseason to okay. play first base. Well, they didn't. Uh, let me, let me finish. If they had, where would Charlie Blackman be bat- batting in the lineup?
13: Probably first.
19: Okay. So that makes my point. Yeah. The reason they're moving him is because they have failed to address okay, the other problem. You're
13: playing this game. I'm, I'm talking about what they currently have. We don't have the luxury of just picking players here. Again, You're playing fantasy sports. Quit okay. playing fantasy no, sports.
19: No, I'm, I'm pointing out the problem because everybody just wants to talk about, oh, Charlie Blackman's getting moved. And oh, yeah. this, No, it, he's being moved because they have to because they didn't address the, the other problems, and that's upsetting. All right, make that your case. Mad.
13: Make your case, fans. Text us at 30933. Best case argument. Who bats lead off and why. You're winning tickets to the Lakers Nuggets Friday night.
19: If they had the best starting pitcher in baseball and they moved him to the bullpen because they hadn't addressed the bullpen, mm-hmm. everybody would just be cool with that?
12: Everything's always he's so He's more valuable with in the you. middle of the order. Yeah. He can uh. drive in more really? runs in the
19: middle of the order. He gets yeah. more at bats batting first. So do you want your best hitter getting more at bats? Well, then maybe Nolan should bat first. Then right? why the hell did he bat first last year? Why? Why did Barry Bonds not bat
12: first when he was he setting home speed, run
19: records?
13: And that's where he did it the year before. I mean,
19: if he's a natural middle of the order guy, why did he bat lead off Every year prior to this year. You right.
13: always have to make this complex. It's a simple question. Who do you want batting lead off? And now you're bringing up all this. I, I, I don't know. I'm bringing, arguing you
19: up, with you is, is hard. I'm bringing up logic yeah. and thought and, um,
12: consideration. Yeah. Why didn't Larry Walker bat first back in the day? He was their best hitter. Let me read some of these texts. But
19: had they moved him from let, first to third, it, it would have
12: begged the let, question. This texter
13: says, Hey, just to take a page. This is Pete. Take a page from Manchester. How about Ricky Henderson? He's available. <laughs> Uh, here's one from, uh, 4854. Let's think outside the box here. Take a page from Tony LaRussa. How about banning, how about batting, not banning, I'm sorry. Batting LaMahue. It was written banning. Batting LaMahue first, Blackman second, Arenado third, and Tapia or Para ninth. So you want to put the pitcher in that eighth spot. Yeah, LaRussa did that for a while and stopped doing it.
19: Okay. And so did it. Can I, can I make another argument? Yeah. If you said, hey, we're going to put, Tapia at one, because we want to we want to play a little bit more of a speed game, right? We want to get him on the bases, although mm-hmm. he gets thrown out almost every time he tries to
13: steal during yeah, spring you know, training, but nobody's paying attention. Uh, just because you're fast doesn't mean you're a base stealer. I know. Let's get that point
12: but, but established. From yes, a hy- Fowler was never a base stealer. From
19: a hypothetical standpoint, though, you would look at that and go, okay, mm-hmm. there's a strategy that they're moving toward, and that's why they want to move Charlie down in the lineup. But that's not the reason. The reason is because they failed to address the biggest problem on the team, that that's Okay. That's the issue.
13: They're crappy at first uh, base more techs crappy crappy coming at right in team. again for a chance to win Nuggets Lakers tickets to be decided by one Marty O by the end of the show. Uh, some guys suggest the relief pitcher that hit a triple against him in that wild card game. Trade for him to lead, hit lead off. Who was that again? Too soon.
12: It was Archie Bradley and his stupid ass beard. <laughs> I don't remember. I that. was there and it ticked me off. Oh god. Was that off? It was off Pat Neshek. Oh. <sighs> And his frisbee slider, and then Greg Holland and his frisbee slider came in. I, I, does Wade Davis have a frisbee slider? Cause I'm gonna lose
3: it if he Luke,
13: does. Luke says, why does everyone forget and overlook Ryan McMahon? I don't think we've forgotten him. I, we, we have no idea what we have in Ryan McMahon. I mean, what has he
12: proven at the major league level to overlook? You know who I'd bat lead off? I'd go Tapia 1. But honestly, I'd give David Dahl a look at lead off.
19: Does okay. he exist? So, David Dahl. But let me list these guys. You tell me if they're power hitters. Ryan
13: McMahon. I don't know. I don't know enough about Ryan McMahon. He hitting the minors. I I got to see him hit major league pitching. Anybody who claims they know is he the next Cody Bellinger? Dahl. I don't know. Is Dahl a power hitter? Yeah, he,
19: proved he played it in here for 2016. like six
4: weeks.
13: And he
19: killed he, it. Wait, he proved it? Yeah. He didn't prove anything. He was awesome in that he stretch. Proved it. <laughs> sort of like Sweden <laughs> Barmas was awesome for a stretch and proved <laughs> he's, he's proved the best it. shortstop in baseball. Trevor
13: Story proved he's gonna hit seven hundred dongs. Yeah. Come on. Uh Para. Had a great year last year. He's of all the guys who have proved anything, he's proven the most. Great year.
19: Do we want to pull up his numbers? That we're this is the we're using great for this now. That's what we're doing. He was great. the
12: catalyst in the wild card game did he, for their did comeback.
19: He, did he make the All Star team? Because I would think if you had a great
13: year, you were an All Star. He was one of the clutch players down the stretch. He was clutch. Uh, you know who else was clutch? The guy that still doesn't have a job. Their catcher, who's still without a job. Jonathan Lucre? Yeah. So it's great. Greg Holland's he still as hell too.
19: I go on. I, I'm just I'm listing the guys, and the problem is none of them are power hitters. So power positions, corner outfield. First base, third base. Mm-hmm. They only have
13: one. It's Nolan Arenado.
0: Um, let's more,
19: give Jeff bright a, Teflon Jeff.
13: You're such a freak show. Teflon Jeff. More text coming in. How about the? How about that toothbrush in the leadoff spot? He had like 35 wins last year. <laughs> That's from Manuel in Denver. <laughs> I hate that stupid toothbrush. One. I got so much,
19: so many complaints yesterday. By the way, about Manuel winning the why? Because uh, he didn't get the song right. He he did good times or whatever, and didn't do. The proper, you know what? Song. It's funny
13: because that was the topic of many conversations I had later in the day on how difficult that really was trying oh, yeah. to come up with those songs out the top of your head.
19: I'll bet I had five conversation, five different mm-hmm. conversations about that at different times
13: yesterday. Lane and DTC says bring back Nafy Papa Perez. Uh, this guy says DJ Lemayu because he can get more at bats, possibly DH, at an AL park if not in the lineup. Yeah, see, I wouldn't mind DJ. I mean, he's not going to steal many bases for you, but
19: He's consistent. And Parra hit three hundred nine, hit ten home runs, had twenty four doubles, drove in seventy one. Woo! Do you think they'll squeeze his number in between McGregor he an and everyday, Helton, or he was, where are they, they going to put it up on the facade? He
12: wasn't an
13: everyday player for that great. No, he had a great year.
19: That's what H W told me. Well, us. yeah, you,
12: you tell me how great Cargo was when I just he watched him whiff,
19: whiff, whiff from April to September. Well, when. Cargo is on this roster. They don't have to bat the best leadoff hitter in the four spot to cover a gaping mm-hmm. hole.
13: Uh This one is from uh, 0283. Manchester has to frame these conversations as if he were the GM of the team and insinuate he'd do a better job. Grow up.
19: Okay, so if you have any criticism of what's being done, that means you think you could do a better job. So um, everybody um, does good. Hey, you know what? Let's come on three hours a day and tell us how everybody in town does awesome.
13: Only one of us showed up with suit and tie to have lunch with Dick Monfort Presenting a PowerPoint on how to draft. Broncos are
19: 5 and 11, but John knows how to draft quarterbacks. He's great. He'll be fine this year. Don't worry about it. He's John freaking always. Stefan. Everybody's Teflon in this town. Let's
13: just make everyone Teflon. Adam Mars coming up at 9 o'clock. You got the Vic Lombardi show. You Why? always have to make this complex. It's a simple question. Who do you want batting lead off? And now you're bringing up all this. I I, I don't know if arguing you up.
18: with you is, is hard. Altitude 950 is the home of the Abs and Nuggets playoff push. can't. <laughs> Takes a three pointer. Let's go! Oh my goodness gracious. And right now, every game is critical. Only one station brings you the analysis. The players. The coaches. The game. E-Money
6: again dials it up with Deep Lawyer. And
18: the tickets. The home of the abs and nuggets. The- <laughs> Altitude 950.
13: Hey guys, we all want those hearty home-style meals, you know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget dessert. But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? Don't have time. That's why when I'm craving a delicious home-style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for Black Eyed Pea, my go-to for home-style cooking, made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Try Cajun catfish right from the south or their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection and full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your homestyle favorite at the restaurant or take out, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned, operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackIPColorado.com. That's BlackIPColorado.com
23: for locations and the entire menu. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GBA Lakewood.com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any
9: ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's donuts are always made by hand, daily, with only the best ingredients. And how about this? Come into any Lamar's for a free donut the day after a Nuggets win. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. Offer valid while supplies last. Offer does not include specialty donuts. Limit one per customer per group.
5: You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics. We do it all cold car won't start? Come in for a free battery check, electrical check and free coolant check. Mention this ad for $10 off a coolant flush. Plus, we have instant financing available. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today.
24: When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus.
14: Doug Moe. His bilingual. Spoke English in profanity. The Nuggets all time winning his coach. And a man who delivered his message his own way.
22: Hell, we stand over there with our heads up. Hey.
6: His being would take over and linda blair would emerge get up!
3: just during games like get it all carried away radio broadcasts were the first x-rated broadcast mo the
14: life and times of the nuggets one-of-a-kind coach premiering sunday march 11th at 6 p.m on
22: altitude tv i just coach what i feel if it's different from other people and other people don't like it i
18: can't do nothing about it The Altitude 950 traffic update.
17: Slowing behind an earlier accident on the Boulder Turnpike right around Church Ranch. Still slow starting at Sheridan. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Southbound 225 is slow between Mississippi to before I-25 where a stalled truck just cleared. And northbound I-25, you have an accident right before Yale. It's backed up traffic to Dry Creek. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world and it will change your own Unbound I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950.
18: The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show.
17: It's
13: not often that Nicole isn't in there late in games. Why did you decide to go with other guys down the stretch tonight? Uh, Coach's decision. Coach's decision, brother. what, What more does he have to say? Why didn't Murray play? Why didn't Jokic play down the stretch? Coach's decision. Because they didn't play hard enough for the coach's taste. They did not play hard enough when they were in the game. That's it. It's not like they were just missing shots and they they didn't play. You guys understand the difference here? Everybody listening, understand, listen to my words. Coach is not holding players accountable because they're missing shots. Okay, everybody misses shots. Everybody jacks up bad shots. Listen to the words. They didn't play hard enough. Effort. He sees the game much differently than we see the game. He knows. Okay. Effort. Okay. And
19: I don't have a problem with that. If you don't, if you're not given an effort, you get benched. I have no problem with that. Effort. So it's not about the stat line because I brought up other examples of, you know, Wilson Chandler or whoever of, hey, you know, you gotta have the same rule for everyone. I get it. If, if, If the rule is if you're not given effort, you're not playing. Then it begs the question, why on March 6th are arguably their two best players not giving effort? I don't know the answer to that question. Mm. I mean, that's a disturbing question. I don't have an answer to that question.
13: Your well, point guard, we'll Morris that question.
19: Your point guard and then your unique offensive talent who the offense runs through him at center aren't giving an effort on March 6th in a winnable game against a team that's tanking when you're trying to make the
12: playoffs? Yeah, with five weeks to go in the schedule and every game is critical as far as getting... As high as the three seed or let's call it what it is. As low as the nine seed. And last time I checked, the nine seed doesn't make the playoff.
13: Hey, you think we're frustrated? Cut three from Coach Malone, if you don't mind, Jesse. Cut three. His frustration after losing to a team that wanted to lose. Again, I'll say that slowly. That's a team that wanted to lose and they won thereby losing. You think he was frustrated?
20: Oh, very. Yeah, very. I mean, uh, this is a, uh, losing is one thing. You know, I mean, uh, you're going to lose some games. You're going to get beat. Uh, you're going to have guys uh, get hot. But uh, tonight, tonight's loss does not sit well with me at all. Um, there's just uh, an underlying current to our team right now that is not, um, I'm just not happy about. Uh, but, you know, you can talk about defending the three-point line. You can talk about who the shooters are. Now you have to go out there and do it. You have to execute the game plan. You have to have discipline. You have to have multiple effort. And tonight to give up 15 threes, uh, 55%, is, uh, you know, one of the main reasons we lost tonight. So it's uh, it's uh disappointing that we allowed that to happen. Again,
13: read between the lines. What was the game plan? What did they tell the players to do? What did they instruct the players pregame and— and at halftime. And did the players follow the game plan? Apparently, a couple of them did not. Okay. But that begs the follow-up question, Vic. Why? Why? I don't know, dude.
19: Are they incapable of following it? I don't know. Are they are young they and... I don't know. Are they not paying attention? I mean, it, it, there's not
13: a good answer. Well, I mean, I can come up with probably eight options. All right. None of them are good. Let's turn our attention to the Avs, who last night, I'm sure they had a... A similar game plan. And we've seen in games past, Jared Bednar's come on these airwaves. If certain players aren't executing the game plan, what does he do? He benches him. What do you do to Zadorov? Bench him. An entire period. Okay? Either you execute the game plan or you don't. He's not messing around. I love the fact that Jared Bednar came on the show at 730 and was noticeably ticked off. But
19: the Abs last night shut out the Blackhawks. They shut out the Blackhawks in regulation, save for a puck that bounced yeah. off one of their own guys' skates. the 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 Blackhawks didn't put the puck into the net
13: in regulation themselves. They didn't. And so, what does Bednar do? He calls out his best players. McKinnon was on the ice when they gave up a goal nine seconds in. Nine seconds in. Mm. Go T. Here's Bednar on the show about an hour ago.
22: You know, it was, it was similar to last night, to be honest with you. We make a mistake and, and don't cover a guy off on a, on a routine, um face-off in and, and neutral ice and, and then they make a play and, and put it in the back of our net nine seconds in. So we we have to be better in those areas and, you know, we can't wait around for someone else to get the job done. Every, every guy on the ice has to take responsibility for their check.
13: People get on me all the time. Vic, you spend too much time blaming the players and not enough time blaming the coaches. I'll save the blame game for the coaches after the season. That's the way I operate. Because right now, when you look at specific games, if guys aren't doing what they're told, is that on the coaches or is that on the players? I guess you could look at that both ways. Is the message getting across? If the message isn't getting across, then you've got a deeper issue. Much deeper issue.
11: Yeah, why are they tuning out?
13: But if the message is being sent and they're not taking it to heart, that's on the player, man. I don't care how old you are. During the Broncos season,
19: did we blame it more on the players or the coach? Well, listening to you, it was all over the board.
12: Well, there was a lot of blame to go around. I blamed it more on the coach. I thought the coaching staff looked fairly incompetent from the get-go. Right. Cause After they went 3-1, and one, they what, won two games the rest of the
19: way? They looked ill-prepared. They didn't look as, mm-hmm. as though they knew what to do during the games. The coach would make just... Boneheaded decisions in terms of timeouts and clock management—that's not on the players. So, are those the things we're seeing from Michael Malone and Jared Bednar? Of Michael Malone's calling bad timeouts? No, no, no. it's not what we're seeing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not—we we don't know what happens behind the scenes. That's that's why,
13: and I stress this all the time: we love to have opinions, but we're not privy to the conversations. Well,
19: but we can, so we have to have opinions on what we know, actually see what we see, and what we can extrapolate yeah. from that. Right?
12: And there's a, there's a major elephant in this room that neither of you have brought up yet, and it's fatigue. It is fatigue with both these teams right okay, now. They're 22 and 20. Oh, give me a break. You, you don't think those two teams looked a little fatigued last night?
13: I, I swear to God, I want to fight you.
12: When I was 20, you, you don't think old, the Rockies pitching staff got fatigued and that's why all those young arms fell off in, in August and September? I
13: don't want to hear the word fatigue when you're that age. If you're 47... And pitching, you can get fatigued. How many
19: innings did Bob Feller throw as a as a nineteen year old? So How many we're
12: innings? Some to, to pretend so, like so, that element of this conversation okay, doesn't right, so, exist. So yeah, we're, we're we gonna are. give all right. We so are. we're gonna give
13: Nicole Jokic a free pass because he looked tired.
12: I thought he looked fatigued last night at times, yeah. That's on that's on him then. Why? Don't be fatigued. You're an NBA player. So guys can't get tired? They can't be humans who, <laughs> who get tired.
13: So you're saying it's okay to attempt fewer than 10 shots for four straight games because you're tired. Uh, So
19: 1939, 1940, 1941, in the age of 20, 21, and 22, Bob Feller led the league in innings pitched with 296,
12: 320, and 343. Oh, yeah. Back in the 40s, that's that's very relevant <laughs> well, you know, in March of 2018. Is such, how how it's, is it's,
13: it different? How, it's, it's, is, is the arm different? different the the most, arm is different? The most millennial
12: excuse out
11: there, oh, they look tired.
19: Wait a minute, wait a minute. In, in, in 1939, how do you think they traveled to road games? Do you think they flew on a on a commercial jet? Do you think they stayed a in team. the freaking Ritz-Carlton? Or do you, do you think, think they, they sat m- on the Break back of, of a train? Do you think they had 19 trainers giving them massages every single moment of the day
12: What's to make sure shape? every muscle felt great? Or do you think it was like, hey, Bob, go rub some dirt on it. It's your turn in the rotation. Why do you think Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were as good for as long as they were? Because they took impeccable care exactly. of their bodies at all yeah, times. exactly. You just answered it's- your own question. But you that just- makes them Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You just
19: contradicted yourself. It's easier now to stay in shape and to take care of your body than it was back then. So if you weren't fatigued in 1940, why are you fatigued in 2017?
13: Why? If I get this excuse, if this is H.W.'s uh. excuse for the Nuggets missing the playoffs at the end of the year, why did the Nuggets miss the playoffs? Fatigued. Oh, fatigued. <laughs> I'll throw this computer out this window. Well, then what's your theory? I, mean, I, mean, I swear, jump. if you're hanging out exposition, I will throw this computer out the window if that's the excuse what's you What's your theory, me. then? That's why we're here. I don't have a reasonable excuse for why Nikola Jokic's game, offensive game, has changed. Like, I've never seen it change with the re- return of Paul Millsap. I, I, this guy averaged a triple-double for the month of February. He could not be stopped. Here comes... A former All-Star back in the lineup, and who is he now? I, can't, I don't even recognize we've, we've him. We've heard the
19: fatigue thing before with him this. too. We had that excuse after the Olympics. We had that excuse last year when he went to New Orleans and he played, he participated in All-Star Weekend. Oh, he's fatigued, always fatigued, always fatigued. How about taking a nap? <laughs> do you, do you give Troy Tulowitzki the fatigue? Pretty Hang think, on, do you? Or do you, or do you give him crap for the heavy legs? He's thing?
12: a baseball player!
19: I, I, I don't know. What, I don't
12: know what to say anymore. You, hey, the, the, you contradict the, yourself cardio? seven times in four minutes. What's the cardio level in baseball versus hockey and basketball? little different. Which Rockies pitcher had his arm fall off last year?
19: Which which rock Give me give me one. I'll look up how many innings he pitched. If you pitched more innings than Bob Feller at that age, you win.
12: I'll look. I don't have any idea. Give me the guy. I'm talking strictly performance. Man. Give me the I'm, guy. Not, I'm not saying how many innings they tried out there. I'm saying those guys weren't very Dude. good. Whose who's arm fell off due to fatigue? Dude, they the, weren't the, very good the last the two months. Of corpus, the corpus, Antonio
13: since the, the you weren't corpse. Antonio The corpse of Dirk Nowitzki Kyle played Freeland. 23 minutes last night. The, the, the corpse Freeland. that is Dirk Nowitzki. He scored 17 points in 23 minutes. He took 11 shots. He seemed pretty fresh to me, and that guy's dead.
19: Kyle Freeland, at the age of 24, threw 156 innings. He uh, His arm fell off. Uh, At the age of 22, Bob Feller threw 343. Hey, at age 27, Bob Feller threw 371 innings. Now, at age 24, he didn't pitch because that was during the three years he was over-serving in World War II, but somehow his arm didn't fall off at 27, throwing 371 innings, but... Kyle Freeland threw 156, and it was fatigue.
13: You know, and and again, I will God. argue this. I don't want to hear people say, "Quit blaming the players because they're young." I don't care how old you are. You're in this league. No, I don't care. Do they? You do don't they, get a free pass because you're young. Do they give you a paycheck? Yes. Do you take the money? Do you cash it? Then
19: no free passes. Fatigue. Not in the pros. I I've heard some amazing things on this show. Fatigue.
13: I'm glad you're back, Hw. <laughs> is maybe the most... I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> the most
19: outrageous excuse I've heard on oh. this show. Yeah. At least I have a theory,
13: right? <laughs> I'll that's that's a theory Let there. me read
12: this text. I at least have a theory Let me read
13: this text. 7264. Geez, if this station wasn't joined at the hip with the nuggets and you don't do the Malone Show, you'd be all over them. It is what it is. We all know that. What? What What are you saying? What, what do you mean by this? Again, I, I take offense to that that text. Have I not been critical of Michael Malone, Michael Malone all morning? Has the coach lost the room? We've <laughs> asked that question. Has he? I don't know. Uh, but in this specific case, I, the numbers speak volumes. Hell, he was probably fatigued. And that's the excuse. <laughs> coach is tired. It's so easy to blame coaches. It's so easy. That's the easy way out. That's all I'm saying. It's the easy thing to do. is coming up next. God, he's tired.
18: <laughs> Altitude 950 is doing it again. Got it again! We're giving you the chance to ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. <laughs> It's another Ultimate ABS VIP experience. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950 to get qualified. The grand prize winner ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. and fields, baby. Here
0: we go. And
18: scores a pair of tickets for the ABS and Kings March 22nd from the only station that gives you this much ABS and Nuggets access. Oh man, oh man! Altitude 950.
10: Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging.
5: Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden
2: I couldn't have installed the new fence without you thanks
10: 811 the service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station.
9: Knowledge is power, and you should know radon Radon, radon. is a radon. cancer-causing radon. radioactive radon. 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 gas. Get peace of radon. mind and find out if your home or workplace has dangerous radon. Levels You can rely on Ace Radon, the most referred and qualified radon company in Colorado. It's best to test. Hi,
21: I'm Jeff Gord, the owner of Ace Radon. Colorado has some of the highest radon levels ever recorded. Radon exposure is the number one risk for lung cancer in non-smokers. You can trust my certified team at Ace Radon to accurately test your radon levels. And develop an affordable plan to protect you from cancer-causing radon. An installed radon system costs less than ordering your favorite latte every day for a year.
9: Race to Ace Radon, a Colorado family-owned company since 1987. To reduce your risk of cancer and improve the indoor air you breathe. Radon testing starts at just fifty dollars. Knowledge
0: is power. Race to Aceradon.com. Have you heard of thousands of people earning money with a second home? Companies like Airbnb have created a whole new industry for people to tap into the multi-billion dollar industry of renting. If a second home purchase has not crossed your mind, it should. Because you could easily make a couple thousand dollars more each month if you list your second home for rent or as a vacation property. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for my friends at American Financing. Real estate has consistently been a great investment and qualifying for a second home may be easier than you think. Interest rates remain low, and you can put as little as 10% down. That's right, 10% down. A second home could be more consistent than stocks. A savvy investment, if you ask me. But don't just take my word for it. Talk to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. The official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS
17: 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
10: Nick Backridge here from Sus Buick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Sus Buick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees. Just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Sus Buick GMC selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Sus Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi visit us at sus.net. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update.
17: Stop and go traffic on northbound I-25 between Dry Creek and Yale, where there is an accident clearing off the far two right lanes. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Southbound I-25, slow with heavy traffic, Broadway down to Hamden. An accident clearing off the right shoulder still causing delay. Westbound Boulder Turnpike at Church Ranch. What is the education of your children worth? There are children across the world who lack the privilege of going to school. Change the story for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950.
18: Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now back to Vic Lombardi.
22: Maybe expectations weren't that high coming into the year, but they like there's not a person in this room that doesn't want to get in the postseason. So you know like they're they're gonna they're gonna feel it. They're, they're, that's a that was a, that was a, a tough loss. On one hand, a big point on the other.
13: Coach Jared Bednar on the first hour of the program asked him point blank, are you ticked off? Yes, he's ticked off. Rightfully so. Wanted two points, got one.
19: That's not the most important thing that just went over the air. Are you listening to this background song here?
13: Yeah, I mean, it's this is song.
19: classic 1980s. Yeah, R&B. it's a
13: great song. Casanova. Is this Levert? Who do we have going Gerald here? Levert. Yes,
11: yeah. it is yeah. Levert. Gerald remember, Levert.
13: I, remember? Do you remember Boykins? Earl Boykins, when Earl Boykins <laughs> was on the show? Were you here that day? No. Earl Boykins was on the show, and the Nuggets had just played the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. And I believe they lost to the Nets. That's why I brought this up. And the Nets have this guy named Levert. Do you remember that, Jesse? And so I tell I tell Earl, I go, yeah. Nuggets got lit up by some Levert guy. You know, I don't even know if he's in relation to the the to the band. And, and Earl goes, "Yeah, that's my cousin." Really? The singer is Earl Boykins' cousin, Gerald Levert. Yes.
19: Wow, I saw Levert in concert. at the really? arena.
12: Small world. Earl Boykins <laughs> will be here from twelve to one today with Scott and Julian. I said his name right. Bobby Brown. Ask hey, Ask Earl.
13: Uh, ask Earl about your fatigue issue. Ask Earl if he has any <laughs> sympathy for young players who get fatigued i just curious to see what he has to say about that. The docket was Bobby Brown, Lavert,
19: and Canine Posse. <laughs> canine Posse. That's outstanding. <laughs> have you
12: ever been fatigued at the end of a pickup game? <laughs> I swear. If you really
13: want to go down this road, we can. Okay. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm also half dead. You're
18: also 40 I'm also about to die.
12: <laughs> you don't have to
13: train. Yes. And guess what? In yeah. your 20s and 30s? Yes.
12: Did you ever get tired? Hell no!
18: No, they wanted to keep playing. Never no. hell not, not no! Once.
13: Never. You know, I never you, did. Do you remember
12: a single instance of your time where you were like, you know what? I can't do one more. I'm tired. Text line is killing you right now. Um, three two zero two. Just called my boss.
13: Told him I couldn't get to work because I'm fatigued. I mean, come on, millennials sitting at their desk all day because they're fatigued. Uh, it's not the youth. Look at all the youth on the Warriors and Rockets. Get real, Manchester. He, that was directed toward H W. Mm-hmm. Wrong guy. They're just used to directing it towards you. Yeah, because. that's fine. That's fine. Uh Name another profession, says this texter, where fatigue would be an acceptable excuse for poor work performance. Name one more.
19: Ditch digging? Imagine if you went in and just botched the post-game show.
13: Eh, no, you know what? This is tired. It's tired. It's fatigue. Tired. And I've been tired. Because you know my hours. Yeah. But do you think I sit up there and I'm fucking tired? I'm
12: fatigue.
13: i <sighs> that teleprompter. Fatigue. First of all, we don't have a teleprompter. Understand that off the bat.
19: You don't think your brain can get fatigued? Like you can't get mentally fatigued from having to think constantly and talk about things? (laughs) I do
12: every
13: day at 10-01. What if
19: that like guy that's running mission control in NASA just was fatigued Mm. when it was time to land on the moon? Okay,
12: well, he's got a little,
19: yeah, it's the moon, dude. I know, Moon's a big freaking deal, which you finally just admitted. So Again, you. If,
13: if you missed it in the previous segment, Gosh. I asked the question, what has changed with Nikola Jokic's Can I go game? back on
0: PTO? <laughs>
13: why is Nikola Jokic not the same player after Paul Millsap, than before Paul Millsap? Why? Why, why, why? And HW's response is, he looks fatigued. To which we just belittled him for the last 15 minutes. You can't be fatigued at the age of 23. You can't. I don't, if you look fatigued, fine. You can't. You can't, you can't, you can't. There's no excuse for that.
19: Okay, so let me see if I, I have this right, and I know we need to get to Marty. They struggled offensively when they tried to play Nurkic with uh Jokic last year, right? Correct. They struggled offensively this year when they tried to play Plumlee with him. Sure. And then they have struggled this year when they tried to play Millsap with him.
13: If Somebody on the text line just says
19: he needs four guards
13: what was it are we playing fantasy basketball what are we playing here their best offensive lineup
19: win? Vic. their best offensive lineup was when he started in the middle and it was Harris, Murray, Will Barton who's yeah. a guard, yeah. and Wilson Chandler. Sure. That's their
13: best offensive starting yeah. five. Mm-hmm. So to some extent the texters right. Okay. But well, then maybe all right, then I'll take a page from the guy who says we're not critical of the coaches enough. Next time we have coach Malone on these airwaves, I'll ask him that.
16: It's a why not
13: list. start why not start a smaller lineup? With Jokic And just get out of the bat With that offense It's a positionless league okay. So
19: I think what would be An interesting approach Is put Will Barton In the starting lineup Put Wilson Chandler Coming
13: off the bench God, it's amazing That here we are That you're experimenting With your lineups
19: Well, you haven't had Paul Millsap juncture. all year I mean, he's okay. been back Five games But I would start him In place of Chandler Put Will Barton Back in the starting lineup By the way, Vic
12: goes. You've got Coach Malone On Monday, 7.15 a.m. Great.
19: Would have been interesting To see it in the fourth quarter
18: Last night All right, Marty marty time for your morning sugar fix.
10: Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar head high.
18: Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to
16: bring you the sweet stories. Woo hoo
11: hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. My
16: uh, sugar fix is canceled today, guys. I'm just gassed back here. So. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, I mean.
19: but I can't do it. How many consecutive days have you worked since that trip to
13: KU? I mean, you
19: gotta be just exhausted.
13: It's hard to get my legs out of bed every day. Whew. You know what's amazing? I just thought about this. <laughs> the Nuggets welcome back an All-Star and suddenly their offense is in shambles or not in shambles. they're still scoring. Things aren't working properly. The New Orleans Pelicans lose an All-Star in DeMarcus Cousins and they can't lose. They can't lose. They're a better team now. Sometimes less is more. So I, I and I can't understand how that works, why that works. Sometimes less is more. Go on, Marty.
16: All right, Brian Cranston turned 62 today. Everybody remembers him from Breaking Bad, but he had a hilarious recurring role on Seinfeld as Dr. Tim Watley. You guys remember that? No. Uh, I do.
19: Yeah. Yeah.
16: Are we doing
13: Seinfeld again? I just briefly oh, want to touch if, on if it. If you go I'm Cranston, fatigued. bro, you
12: should go Walter White. I, was I'm just going to you, do you a favor here. He was in the anti-dentite. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was the
16: anti-dentite, right. Yeah. He was the one that took the hit of the gas before he gave it to Jerry. Yep.
12: yep. Yes.
16: Hey, you going to go Malcolm in the Middle next on Malcolm us? Malcolm in the Middle is a fantastic show. Breaking bad is the best show, show ever made. Bad. Yeah. Okay, this day 1857 baseball officially moves to 9 innings. Prior to this, the game was played to a predetermined number, usually 21. Imagine uh, imagine that.
0: <laughs> Talking about fatigue. Okay, guys, first to 10, let's go. <laughs> well, no wonder his boy Bob Seller pitched Bob 40. Bob Seller. <laughs> Bob. Let's
13: just Let's, let's just play just music. Everybody stop talking for five seconds. Just just let's take a break. He just called Bob Feller Bob Seller.
19: Can we just play the Levert album on loop?
16: <laughs> Go on. Yikes. Okay, so speaking of rule changes, in nineteen fifty four there was a lot of complaints in basketball, the way it was played. The NBA tried experimenting with new rules. Uh first of all, they said the game was too easy for big men, so they raised the rims to twelve feet. What do you think of that?
13: You know, there's been a lot of people saying they should do it now because it's too easy. The people playing above the rim. That'd be ridiculous. I can, I can barely grab the net now. Could imagine it 12 feet. The above the rim,
19: uh, portion of the game is what draws in fans. Yeah. So that would be a colossal Magic 12 feet. It
6: oh, right. only
16: lasted one game. And listen to this real fatigue. So next, they said that fouls would drag the game on. So in the first and third quarters, instead of shooting every free throw, they would put the free throws in escrow and have one player shoot them at the end of each quarter. Wait, wait, we got a mortgage company running the NBA now? Yeah.
19: That's actually kind of fun. Hey, at the end what? of the quarter, during the TV timeout, An escrow. Jamal yeah. goes out and shoots the nine free throws they've earned. <laughs> I love this idea.
13: So you don't waste any time, right? In the timeout, you come Ryan, back and the score changes. It's kind of like
19: games oh, in hand, right? So H.W. would look at it all the time and go, hey, the Nuggets are down six, but they got nine more free throws in
16: escrow, so they're sitting pretty. How many escrow free throws we got left?
19: I like that rule. What the hell is escrow? I don't, I don't know what that is. He's think, related to Bob Seller. I think Bob Seller <laughs> invented it. I think we may just need to turn his mic off. <laughs> all
16: right, in uh, 1982, the NCAA tournament selection... Um, Process was televised for the first time. You guys into watching that, or you just look at the bracket? I after? used to be. Now it's too
13: long. Now it's like a two hour yeah.
19: ceremony. It's I think it's
16: stupid. It's moving to TBS this year. It's yeah.
19: two hours long. It's I believe too long. they're going to first introduce in alphabetical order the teams that got in, yeah. and then roll out the bracket. Yeah. Then
16: they're going to introduce coaches' wives. Yeah. It's it's just, based forever. just come on.
19: It's a half hour. Call it good.
16: Come it on. is fun seeing those bubble teams celebrate when they find out they're in there. Well, oh, that's, that's great, fun. but half of them are asleep. They're fatigued because it's a two hour freaking <laughs> yeah. ceremony. All right, this day, 1996, Magic becomes the second player to get 10,000 assists. There are four other players with over 10,000 assists. You guys want to try and name them? John Stockton, Jason Kidd. Oscar Robertson. No. Steve Nash. Steve Nash? Yeah.
12: Did I get John
16: Stockton got and Jason Kidd? John Stockton Kidd? and Jason so Manchester's Kidd.
12: Manchester's the only one who hasn't gotten anyone.
16: Nope. It's not Oscar? Nope. There's only one left. One left
19: in assist totals. Gee, I, I'm the one who didn't get any. You guys
13: really took the low-hanging fruit there. John play. Stockton. What player did not get fatigued over the course of a career? Who are we missing is a great all-time a great point guard. Great point guard here.
19: Gary Payton. I don't know. No, 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 no. Hold on, I'm getting he this. had to play a long time, too, to get yeah. that many assists.
13: LeBron James. No, he's no, silly. Michael Maybe, Jordan.
16: Didn't he just mm. pass 8,000? No, not his, Larry Bird. His, his initials are MJ, though. It wasn't Magic Oh, Mark Johnson. Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah. Ah. How stupid are we? And the okay. uh, closest active player, not LeBron James, Chris Paul. With eighty six hundred. Okay. All right. uh, This day, two thousand sixteen, Peyton Manning called it a called it a career. Let's listen Mm -hmm. to his uh, retirement speech here.
10: When I visited Denver four years ago, if John Elway had sat me down and said, Peyton, here's what we're going to do: we're going to win over fifty games, win four straight division championships, lose only three division games in four years, and none will be on the road. We'll beat the Patriots in two championship games. You're going to win NFL Comeback Player of the Year, another MVP. Your offense will set single-season passing records. You'll break a couple more all-time records, and we'll go to a couple of Super Bowls. I think I would have taken that deal. John, you did tell me that, didn't you? There's just something about 18 years. 18 is a good number. And today, I retire from pro football.
13: That still gives me chills, man. I was sitting there watching him talk, and you could hear the voice cracking the entire time. You could tell how much it meant to him. I, that goes down as one of the... All-time retirement speeches in the history of pro athletes. Yeah,
19: no, he... All-time. He, he nailed it. And I, I just remember at the time that getting into Twitter arguments with fans and with media members who seemed to be gleefully dancing on the career grave of Peyton Manning, I would take Peyton Manning today as the
12: Broncos <laughs> starting to do I, I would too, sadly. I mean, <laughs> we've seen two years of what... It looks like without Peyton and it's not exactly pretty yeah. by the yeah. way, he sold off all of his Papa John's franchises I saw that
19: people thought the grass was greener and got over there and realized, oh my gosh this is as brown as Brown can get mm-hmm. like it wasn't even it wasn't even remotely a tinge of green that's how wrong people were what are they without Peyton 14 and 18 mm-hmm. and I can start naming all the media members if you want hey is
16: my this, right? this
13: this doesn't apply just to Peyton and the Broncos this applies to all yeah. sports be careful what you wish for amen.
16: Alright, and that's it, fellas. Thanks. You must be hired. Oh my God. Get that man eliminated. Get
13: an ice bath or something.
16: Adam Mars
18: coming up next. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are back at Pepsi Center to take on LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tip-offs at 8.30 with the pregame show getting away at 8.05. Jason Kosmisky, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the avalanche.
0: Nathan
6: Mack!
18: Home of the Nuggets.
6: Team Money again, dials it up a deep one
18: the playoff push and here we go Denver's all sports station altitude 950 now back to Vic Lombardi
20: well uh, effort is a big part of it uh, I give the guys that were in there in the fourth quarter uh, a lot of credit because they went out there and played hard Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Devin Harris Trey Lyles, Mason Plumley. those guys went out there and competed and, uh, and we're able to get some stops and, and cut it to I think maybe five a few times, but um, the breakdowns were um, not understanding who you're guarding, being disciplined in your closeouts, running shooters off the line. Obviously, uh, Yogi Ferrell destroyed us. So if you're wondering why
13: Jokic and Murray didn't play in the fourth quarter last night, that's why. Coach pretty much uh, spelled it out for you. Now you could disagree. You could say, hey, coach shouldn't go there. Too critical. The games are too important. Shouldn't be messing with guys' heads at this point. I get it. I get all of it. But in the end, it's on the player, man. If you play poorly the first three quarters, you have a chance to play the fourth. You don't have a chance to play the fourth. And that's the decision he made. Let's go to the hotline and welcome in Adam Morris of DenverStiffs.com. Adam, your thoughts on Coach Malone benching Joker and Murray in the fourth?
25: Well, um, I think to your point, they, they weren't playing well. They weren't playing uh, with energy and all of those things. So I, I get his perspective on it. Not something, I you know, I think I would have done. And there's a quote Malone had when he first arrived in Denver three years ago that I always found really interesting. He said, as, as a coach, you shouldn't have to coach effort. He said, if you're coaching effort, then you're in trouble. I actually disagree with that. You know, I don't think Nicole Jokic or Jamal Murray didn't want to win that game last night. I think mm-hmm. everybody knows this is an important one. And I think sometimes effort is tied to other things, understanding the game plan and, and, and accepting it and, and, and all of that stuff. So for me, I, I wonder why were those guys playing so poorly and why and why was the energy and effort not there? I think I think a lot of that blame lies on the players, but, it's also curious in such an important game why that was the effort that was put out.
13: I think it's even bigger than that, Adam. I think it's following instruction. I think, you know, you're instructed to do something defensively. Why aren't you doing it? I look at the box score and I see uh, the corpse of Dirk Nowitzki, free, open at the three-point line for the entire first quarter. I see Yogi Ferrell with the season I-24. see Dennis Smith Jr. with 18 and 11. And those are the numbers. If you're going to ask the coach and press the coach... The instructions were to to clean the three-point line, and the players didn't do that. That's why they sat.
25: You know, Denver's actually struggled with Dallas over the last couple years, and and Dallas is a team that plays a lot of point guards at the same time, a lot of small guards, um, and they shoot a lot of three-pointers. They run pick and roll. They spread the court, similar to what Houston does, obviously not nearly as effective. And Denver's had a hard time with these smaller, quicker guards in the pick and roll, just containing them. I think, you know, and I think I don't like to just throw things on a coach or or take things off of a player um, when games like last night happen. But going into that game, I was nervous for it because I think Denver struggles with the same things. No matter if it's a good team or a bad team, they struggle with the same thing, and that's the spread Mm -hmm. pick and roll they have for three years. And I think you have to at least question why after so much time does Denver still struggle with the exact same thing?
13: I said it yesterday, the day before, those 19 threes they made in Cleveland. I said, God, I love it and I hate it because I know what they're going to do in Dallas. They're going to come out jacking threes. And it's exactly what they did. And listen, I love, everybody loves the three ball when it goes in. But the Nuggets are a move team. Move, move, move. They're not a spot up and shoot team. And they resorted too much of that last night. And I knew it was going to be their undoing. But let's get back to Joker for a second because I know you watch the post players much closer than I do. Why is it that Joker's game is completely foreign to the game we saw in February and it happened as soon as Millsap returned to the lineup? Why?
25: I mean, I don't. I wish I could answer that one easily. I, I do think some of the flow of the offense gets disrupted too easily over the last four games. and I don't think this is Millsap's fault, by the way. Last night, there were a handful of possessions where it was, okay, let's dump the ball into Jokic or let's dump the ball into Millsap and, and watch what they do. I don't think that's their game. But last night, there was just a lot of bad decision-making. After the game, Jokic talked about, you know, usually we're able to make a run. We weren't able to ever have any runs in that game. And I think that's true. There was never a moment, you know, maybe in that uh, second quarter, there was a couple moments where we thought, okay, the ball's starting to move. Things are starting to go. But it always gets hijacked with bad decisions you know, a couple bad decisions in a row. Fast break, pull up three, um, you know, somebody driving to the rim out of control and throwing up brick. So uh I think the Nuggets offense just hasn't had that rhythm that they had in February and that's really what you're seeing. Jokic is a guy that I don't think he should be forcing shots. I think the I, I think the the team collectively needs to get the ball moving and that's where he gets the is the most productive. But just throwing him the ball in the post and asking him go be aggressive I I don't think he's going to be able to do that.
11: I
13: agree. Uh at the same time the the whole uh Millsap is causing Jokic to change his game. It's on Millsap. Listen, man, Paul's not Carmelo. He's not asking for the ball on the block and then pounding the hardwood for 8 seconds. He doesn't right. he, He's fit in the way you're supposed to fit in. He's doing his part. Yeah. So I think it goes back to I, there's something missing. There's something with him in the lineup that Joker I, I, does he defer to him too much? Does he does he see an extra veteran out there, and he's he's afraid he doesn't want to step on any, on any toes? There's something there that I can't understand. I need you to understand it for me.
25: <laughs> I don't I don't want to take this off of Jokic. A lot of times when I try to describe or, or or explain something, it sounds like I'm making an excuse for him, and I'm not. I think you know sometimes when Plan A doesn't work, you just have to go out there and and and. And, and muck things up and, and just try to get a win however you can. And Jokic last night, when plan A didn't work, it looked like he he got passive and he got just kind of in a funk, and that's been the case for the last four games. I don't know what it is because you're right. I think Millsap is trying to be unselfish and trying to fit in. Um, some of the spacing and, and some of the ball movement does suffer, I think, naturally as guys are trying to figure each other out. But you're right. He's not a, he's not a Carmelo Anthony. He's not an Iverson who's just trying to ask for the ball and get everybody out of his way. He's trying to fit in. Maybe it is.
13: Maybe it does come down to coaching. Even in March when the season is on the line and you're, you don't want to rock the boat too much and change things too much. But if you're Michael Malone, what is a lineup that you throw at Jokic to get him back in the game? What would you do? Who would you surround him with to start a game?
25: I don't think it, it has anything to do with the lineup. And I, I think it has more to do with the style of play and where the emphasis is. And, you know, a lot was made of early in the season they were calling a lot of plays, and then in mid-January they stopped, and, and that's when the offense really took off. I think there's a lot of deliberate action. You know, I always joke with some of our other writers, the Nuggets run this action where they run a flex cut to get Jokic the ball in the post, and it takes 15 seconds to set up. And, you know, they run plays like that, I think, sometimes to say, hey, let's get Jokic going, let's run this ISO post-up. I think that's probably his least favorite play. I I liken it to, uh, you know, if you have Steve Nash on your team, you don't ask everybody to spread out and let Nash go one-on-one. That's Mm -hmm. not his game. You want to get the ball moving. You want to get, you know, you you want to get guys playing read-and-react basketball. And I think that's the thing. It's not the lineups. It's not anything else. It's just the Nuggets look like they're trying to do specific things rather than just playing basketball and reacting on the offensive end.
13: You know, the other thing that ticked me off last night is they got a great game out of Wilson Chandler, and we've talked about Wilson on this show all season long. I mean he was alive, he looked yeah. active, you know he was scoring he was defending, and they wasted that they just wasted it yeah. and and you lose to a team that's trying to lose inadvertently subconsciously whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> that hurts. Right. Are you worried? Are you worried now with the uh, rest of oh, the schedule? Yeah. How worried are you
25: uh, very like I like like last night, you know. When you look at the Clipper loss and then this loss and them both coming at this moment where Denver's trying to reintegrate Paul Millsap, I think you have to be very worried. You can't, teams in the Western Conference are winning right now. All these winning streaks, everybody's playing their best basketball. You can't afford to slip up games you're supposed to win. And that was when they were supposed to win. Now they got a game on the second night of a back to back with Cleveland that becomes even more important. I'm very worried. The Nuggets, um, the, the, the roster I think is clearly strong enough to be a playoff-caliber team, but it's just can they put this together and get over whatever hurdle they're in right now? Can they get over it right now? Because they can't afford, it's crazy to say, they can't afford to lose tonight's game now. It becomes mm. even more critical. I'm I'm very worried that the Nuggets are, are on that bubble for the playoffs. And, and also with that loss, you know, there was talk of trying to get the 5 or 6 seed, and now you're in a playoff series. Now that becomes that much more unlikely to happen and now best case scenario you're probably a seven or eight seed and getting murdered by, uh, the Rockets or Warriors. See, that's
13: why I'm so upset this morning because I'm, I'm selfish and I, I look at, at what they've got in front of them and I was, yesterday I was pulling for the old Portland Denver 3-6 matchup to start the playoffs. That's what I, I'm really pulling for that but if the Nuggets can't do their pick up their end of the bargain, that's not going to happen. And let's be honest, you finish seven or eight, you're in the playoffs, everybody's happy until you have to play Houston or Golden State. That's not going to make anybody happy. It's just a it's a one-and-done uh, approach. Having said that, it wouldn't surprise me one bit, Adam, if the Nuggets beat the Cavs tonight, because that's what the Nuggets do. They play yeah. to the level of the opponent. That's what they do. Is that just the product of a young team?
25: Uh, a little bit. I'll tell you, one one thing I'm scared about tonight with Cleveland, they had an injury to Tristan Thompson, put Larry Nance Jr. in the starting lineup for this last game, and you know what Cleveland just became when they did that was a spread pick-and-roll team. Mm. An injury has kind of altered the, their style of play, and now you run Larry Nance Jr., who's a lot like Kenneth Freed, really springy, plays above the rim. Now you run pick-and-roll with him and LeBron James with shooters around them all game, and it worked for him last game. And that's the one thing again Denver just hasn't been able to solve for three seasons. Now they they have no chance guarding the spread pick and roll. Um so so tonight I think becomes even tougher than the game the other night in Cleveland.
13: Let me ask you a left field question here. If the <laughs> Nuggets fail to make the playoffs, do you expect yeah. like major moves whether it be coaching, players, anything? Is it what do you think the reaction will be? if the Nuggets failed to make the postseason?
25: I think the reaction would be pretty um, would be pretty big. And I can't tell you for sure, oh, they would fire Michael Malone. I think there's a lot of other things that go into those types of decisions besides just, just the disappointment of missing the playoffs. Two years in a row when you were, you know, penciled in for it. Um, but roster moves, front office, I think everything becomes an evaluation because this is a team, and I really believe this, Vic, this is a team that has built something very special and has, is heading in the right direction. But if you can't get over certain humps, at some point you kind of miss your window of opportunity for growth and things start to go sour. This is a very big year for the Nuggets to get over that first hurdle of making the playoffs and gaining a confidence and cohesiveness that I think is jeopardized if you don't make the playoffs this year.
13: Man, it's funny how the page turns. Funny how it turns, where we celebrate making the playoffs. Remember the old days where making the playoffs we took for granted? And it was a foregone yeah. conclusion. And then we complained about not being able to get out of the first round. There's always something to complain about in sports. That's why we have jobs, Adam. That's why we do what we do. Thanks for your time this morning, buddy. Appreciate it.
25: Thanks so much. Dave. That is
13: Adam Morris, DenverStiffs.com. And again, okay. uh, I hope people understand. When you're, when you're critical, it's a good thing. I've told this to Coach Malone straight up. I've told Jared Bednar, criticism should be welcome this time of year. That means expectations are high. And if expectations are high, you're doing something right. You got the Vic Lombardi show.
18: Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Brauman.
22: The king of Park Hill, Chauncey Bilbs joins us right now. I just think, you know, they're probably a leader, a veteran leader
10: that can, that can play away. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Paul Millsap. I'm a big fan of his. But he's very quiet in his leadership. You know, he, he's a
22: watch me um and I'll show you by the way that I come to work and be a professional and 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 handle my business. That's the kind of leader he is. I think they need a more vocal, um kind of not demonstrative, but you know, when a guy is out of his, out
10: of his lane and not doing what he's supposed to do, you need a guy that's gonna hold everybody accountable.
18: Hastings and Brownman every
21: weekday, ten to one, only on altitude nine fifty. <laughs> Hi, we're here at Farland Classic Restoration in Englewood, Colorado. I'm joined by Jack Farland, the owner. So, Jack, you guys work on classic cars, right?
15: That's right. We restore and service classics. We also buy, sell, and consign.
21: So then what's up with this Cadillac Escalade right here?
15: Well, we do over-the-top detail projects on newer cars like the Escalade. This car looks brand new. That's the idea. It's actually a 2011. This is a 2011? That's amazing, right? Looks like it's just off the showroom floor. That's because we're now doing applications of a highly advanced ceramic coating. After a thorough cleaning, our technician applies two coats of this ceramic.
21: Wow, that is glossy.
15: It's not cheap, but it makes your paint look better than new, and it really lasts. It's like applying glass to your paint.
21: So lots and lots of classics like these Ferraris and
15: Porsches and
21: details that make your car look brand new.
15: Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Can I drive that one? Yeah, if you buy it.
24: Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our Republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly 4 centuries to be a guard soldiers to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community and for country. Selfless service. It's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to nationalguard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard, aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in
9: with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year, part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. 9.50,
18: 9.50, home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche
14: were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity.
18: Get up to the
14: minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1.
0: Wires it ahead for King. Now the white wing right to the Avalanche zone, stares down Barry. Out in Fufford. Takes <laughs> a shot, score. Nine seconds into overtime, the Chicago Blackhawks keep the Avalanche 2-1
18: highlight of the game.
11: Brought to you
0: by
14: Xfinity.
18: Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi.
0: Boxing the and scores! Nathan McKinnon! He sent a laser right past Dubnik's ear. Inside the far post and the avs. Cross-eyes pass comes to the Cobra.
13: Uh, HW, are you willing to read that, or are you too fatigued?
12: I can read it. All this week, listen for Moj's call of Nathan McKinnon's Snipe against the Wild. Be the third caller. 303 And you're in the running to win a pair of tickets to Colorado, Los Angeles on March 22nd. And the winner of this contest, not only getting tickets to the game... A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center during intermission as well. Call now, 303-753-0950 to get qualified. All our live and local shows will be doing that all week and next.
13: Remember, we appeal to the sports fan. Have the Broncos done anything of worthiness today to appeal to this show? Have they broke news? Is there anything that's happened from the Broncos' perspective? No?
12: I, I think Kirk Cousins agent is playing everyone like a fiddle right now. Yeah, I think but he's doing a brilliant is job. Is there
13: anything that we need to discuss, report, whatever? Is there any news? Is there anything newsworthy from the Broncos side of things? We cover all sports, but no. is there anything newsworthy?
19: And let me, let me give you an example of uh, how much of a joke all of this time of year is, right? And, oh, mm-hmm. you gotta be in Indy cause you get the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. That's where Manning and Elway put together their deal.
13: Mm-hmm. Well, they're up at the uh, CU Pro Day today. Yeah.
19: I specifically remember in 2012 reading articles the day before free agency started mm-hmm. top 9 places that Peyton Manning could land you know what team wasn't on there Denver Denver never in the conversation mm-hmm. okay oh, Tebow was the guy nobody ever reported it here nobody ever said hey the Broncos were talking to Manning there no, were there know. wasn't a hint
13: I broke the story
19: that know. Peyton Manning might come here I, Vic I, had I, it I actually had the story Vic broke it but nobody was saying it beforehand. So and that, during the time like we're in right now, between the Combine and free agency, when we're supposedly hearing all this news, nobody had that, and it was the biggest piece of information in the history of NFL free agency. Yeah. So if they didn't get that, I don't know why they're going to know where A.J. McCarron is going.
13: Now, there's no breaking news coming out of the Bronco camp right now, and if there is any breaking news, we'll bring it to you. We do have one piece of breaking news. Breaking news on Altitude 950. Bill Hanslick named to the top 50 nuggets of all time. What number is he?
12: Number 36 for Bill Hanslick. This came yes. out about a half hour ago. We wanted to get it during the sugar fix, but Marty was a little too fatigued, so we couldn't do it. The other piece of news that I scrolled through
13: on Twitter today, Pete Thamel, who covers uh, college basketball, did SI? Is that who he works for? Yeah. He reports that the front runner the favorite to land the CSU men's basketball coaching job, none other than Becky Hammonds, assistant coach of the San Antonio Spurs. we wow. discussed this. We've talked about it. He says Spurs assistant Becky Hammond emerged as the top internal candidate for the CSU men's job. She has stood out in the NBA. She is blazing a trail, obviously. And now CSU is has targeted Becky Hammond as the lead candidate. They will dominate when it comes to recruiting in
19: Russia. All seriousness. What do you think? I think it's, I think it's a good move. I really do. Um, I think she's an excellent coach. I think she'll be, um, more than capable of handling the X's and O's side of things. My only caveat would be what I would say with anybody coming from the NBA is does she have the connections from a recruiting standpoint? That's all going to be based on what kind of staff she puts around her. You have to have some people who, you know, know the coaches, know the player, the players, know the AAU guys, know the shoe people, whatever. You have to be able to navigate that Yeah, world. but can't
13: you hire assistant coaches that do have that history, that mm-hmm. resume? I mean, I just... <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but, but the, so why are they concerned is what I'm saying. I'm
19: not. I'm just saying that's the same caveat I would say if they hired, I don't know, somebody off the Nuggets yeah. staff. Uh, it was the same caveat I had when Jeff Buzdelic took that job. Um, you know, at, at CU, like it's you. You gotta figure out, okay, how are you gonna handle that. But no, I think it's a great hire. I also think, let's just be honest, that's tremendous PR for CSU. It's,
13: that's how I'm seeing it. You, you're going to be a lead story wherever you go. Let Let's be blunt about this, right? Aren't you a lead yeah. story wherever you go?
19: Yeah. And I and I think for whatever chauvinists out there won't go play there, you're gonna get new. Avenues opened because of all this publicity tenfold. I I think it's a it's a stroke of brilliance on that part.
12: But That's- I also think Becky Hammond is qualified for the job because if she's done this good a job on Greg Popovich's staff, then she is qualified for this job. A lot of people will say, ah, I don't know if she's qualified. I and mean, she spent time on an NBA bench, she's qualified. She was the head coach for San
19: Antonio during summer leagues multiple yeah. times. I mean, she's a very, very good coach. She's more than qualified from an X's and O's standpoint.
13: March Madness uh, begins in earnest for uh, CU and CSU today, both of them playing respectively in their conference tournaments. CU against ASU, that game at 1 o'clock. CSU's got Utah State. Both have to win their conference tournaments to get into the dance. UNC won their opener last night. They advanced to the second round. UNC, Northern Colorado, of course, coached by Jeff Linder, who's also a candidate for that CSU gig. Yes, he would be a good hire as well. I I, I think the Becky Hammond...
19: Hire would be, uh, it'd be great. I think it would be a, it would be a shot in the arm for a program that, look, has had nothing but bad publicity of, of late.
13: Okay. Let me ask a question and we got a couple minutes to discuss. We'll <coughs> open it up to the text line too on the other side. Your mortgage depends on this, even though HW doesn't know what escrow is. Your mortgage depends on this. You it have ran. to pick, you have to pick one team, Avs or Nuggets to make the playoffs. One team now both. Who do I, I want or who no, do I no, think? No, no, no. Who do you think your mortgage want depends? Now I'm not. Don't give me the answer yet. Okay. I want you to make a case for each. If you're arguing for one or the other, look at the remaining schedule. Look at what the other teams are doing in their respective conferences. Look who's in front, who's behind. Which team has the best chance of making the postseason? The Avs, Nuggets, and why? Your mortgage depends on this. Hmm. Man.
19: Uh I'm gonna go nuggets. Um boy, you you look at it, very similar situations in terms of number of teams that are behind them that could actually get in. It's basically a ten team race in the Western Conference in the NBA. It's an eleven team race, though, in the NHL. There's mm-hmm. one extra team. That variable pushes me slightly the Nuggets.
12: I'm going to lean towards the Avs because I think goaltending this time of year in hockey is critical. I think Semyon Varlamov looked really good last night in Chicago. Jonathan Bernier was the catalyst for that 10-game winning streak. Could return at some point. Avs' schedule is balanced down the stretch. Nathan McKinnon wants that hard Trophy. That line might be the best line in the NHL. I think they really explode in the month of March, early April. I think the Avs are more likely to get in.
13: What is the road-home ratio of each team, remaining games? I think that's The Avs is
12: 8-8, eight, eight, right? The Avs is split, 8-8. Eight and, eight.
13: and the Nuggets is the other direction. Scoot the Avs have a ton. The Nuggets have a ton of road games left. Yeah. And that's what scares me about the Nuggets' playoff chances. You know, when we look at their schedule, they still have to play Memphis again. And everybody's, oh, that's a W. You know, they 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 play Chicago, oh, that's a W. There are no road W's for the Nuggets.
12: It's more balanced than you think, Vic. Eight at home, ten on the road. The problem is those ten on the road. You've got the seven in a row. So mm-hmm. honestly, it's the same. One team's got eighteen games left. One team's got sixteen games left. Very similar circumstances right now. But eight mm-hmm. home games, ten road games. That's not an unfair setup. I, I, I'll give you.
13: I'll give you another one. Okay, the the Nuggets have to play the Lakers on the road next week. <laughs> it's a hard game, man. Dude, that's if you a can't hard. beat the Lakers I, on the road you're but on a I'm telling team. you right now, I know, but I'm telling you right now, it's a hard game.
19: Well, Portland just uh, would you be a little worried about that game? I'm worried about every road game with this team. I'm worried about every game against somebody who's not currently in the postseason.
12: Uh, yeah. But Portland went in there and won. Who do you trust more right now? The Avs or the Nuggets. That's the a, that's That's where I'm coming from on this. I the trust abs. the Avs more than the Nuggets right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, that you, would you,
13: be know, my answer. you know, I I I sort of lean toward HW for this reason. You just said something. You just said something. The ABS have less pressure because significantly, if they miss the playoffs, it's sort of hey, well, they've already exceeded expectations. The Avs are playing in bonus time right now. Let's be totally blunt about it. The Avs, they've already gone where we didn't think they'd get, and if they make the playoffs, butter it up. The Nuggets, if they don't make the playoffs, whoa.
19: Uh, yeah, that's a major problem if the Nuggets miss the postseason.
13: That's a that's a problem. It's and don't not tell a me, problem, but don't tell me that's not a factor going down the stretch right, that's when a, that's in the back of your mind. That's a fair point. Love to get your thoughts. Three zero nine three 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 zero nine three three. You had a bet on one team making the playoffs. Who and why? You got the Vic Lombardi show.
18: Here's what's in play on Altitude 950.
13: Mammoth Lacrosse returns to
14: the Loud House Saturday at 7 p.m. for Military Appreciation Night. Tickets start at just
23: $10 and can be purchased at altitudetickets.com. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. Lakewood.com.
2: If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos.
6: Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck?
2: I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly
10: a bed cover.
6: Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction, Colorado
9: Off-Road restyles your ride. Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy behind Phil
13: Long. Colorado Off-Road. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 group 303-670-2710 That's 303-670-2710
2: The C3 group 303-670-2710 Hey, it's Josh Dover here and I'm going to tell you how to get a career in under a year and not just any old job, I mean real opportunity to train for relevant in-demand careers right now. Now more than ever, careers in media platforms are are booming like social media, YouTube, on air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera, and control room operations. Or maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watching, make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up, tell them Josh Dover sentcha and get an orientation just for for calling. Don't wait. Call now. Make that appointment and get that career in under a year started today. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070.
13: So you have a hungry sports guy at your house, huh? Big appetite? I got the answer for you. Black-eyed pea. This is Vic. The dinners at the Black-Eyed Pea always satisfy. Whether it's a Texas-sized chicken fried steak smothered in jalapeno gravy or the big slab of Cajun catfish with loaded tots. Each meal over a pound of food. It's always a delicious full meal at the Black Eyed Pea with home-style sides, delicious rolls, and cornbread. Full-size meals for a hungry guy appetite. Give them a try at the Black Eyed Pea. Paulino Gardens, grower of
3: the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly expert advice, and family owned since 1962. Holino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Altitude 950, Denver's
18: all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show.
22: We, we, we didn't have a great start to the game, so right away, like, at this time of the year we're looking for a, a complete game and I felt like at home we were we were playing those and it's a little bit of a slow start. Varley was good for us in the first period and, and to be honest they, they caught a bit of a break on a the puck they threw and that hit our skate and, and went in past varley and
13: Damn right they caught a break. The Hawks jump out to a one nothing lead. McKinnon ties it up. The Avs go to overtime, and they lose 2-1 in Chicago. If you missed that interview with Coach Bednar, we've got it on the website, altitude950.com. Quick shout-out to the uh, students at uh, Tom Mustin's class, Metro State University. Got a chance to visit with those students yesterday, talk about the uh, future of our business. Shout-out to the West Side, Metro State. Everybody listens to this program. It's amazing, man. I'm walking around the campus yesterday, the Auraria campus. A lot of people listen to this show. Well, this is they people there, they're listening to this program. Yeah, they like a little variety in their life. And, you know, a lot of those young people—they didn't seem too fatigued, by the way. Really? By I, their uh, their score?
12: I was going to say young college kids probably feeling a little fatigued, but no, they get they to were, wake up with us, so they they, helps were, them. they were up and at them, up and at them, ready to go.
13: I love the question though, and I get this every time I go speak to the kids. The kids. <laughs> what about the future of this business? Where do you see it? I have no idea, man. I really, I, I have no idea. It changes so rapidly now. When I was a kid's age, when you only had one way to go. There was only a few jobs out there. You knew exactly how to climb the ladder. Now it's just in so many directions. You can, you can do blogs, podcasts. There's, you can start your own station, your own network. It's the, the there's more opportunity and there's less. That's probably the best way I can put it. More and less. It's not as defined and yet. It's not as financially gifted, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm
19: saying. The good news, you don't have to spend five years covering basket weaving in Walla Walla, Washington. But the bad news
13: is, once you get to these big markets, it's a different landscape. But people still want to do it. People still want to talk sports. We steal every morning. That's what we do.
12: We're stealing. Do you have a thing for Walla Walla Washington, H.W., and I offended you or what? No, I just thought it was funny because there was a lot of kids out of school who did take jobs going to Walla Walla Washington covering basket weaving. I decided not to. And it I was offered a job
13: out, uh, out of uh, college after all my roommates got jobs in their respective fields, and I was still sitting at home going, what am I doing? I got offered a job in Huntsville, Alabama.
19: Well, Huntsville, Alabama, you know what it's famous for. No idea. That's where they make NASA rockets.
13: Oh, okay. I knew we were going to get back to the moon somehow. <laughs> he did the boy. Anyway, you know so Alabama. in Huntsville, I, I remember visiting with the news director and I was all set, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to Alabama. I'll go to SEC country. I'll cover some football until they told me that three days a week, I'd have to do a hunting feature. And you know me. I'm not Joel Dresen. I am not the harvester. I know nothing about hunting. So I, that's where that, that ended right there. Didn't that's... you end up living with a dude with a bunch of cats? Yes. In South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, twelve cats. I've heard that one before.
12: Twelve cats. Was his been... last name Brownman?
13: <laughs> Actually, I should have introduced <laughs> Mitch to Julie. They would have been a power couple with all those cats. I lived again. I have to repeat this. I lived with a man who owned double-digit felines.
21: <laughs> no,
12: you... he legitimate twelve. I... I'll
13: put... I'll get him on the air. Like I'll... You counted them? I'll call him right now.
12: Oh, my gosh. I thought that was an expression. Well, you know,
13: part of it was he rescued cats, and he was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah.
12: Make me feel bad.
13: Dude, I'd wake up, and it smelled like cats, and you smelled like cats all day. Well, you know what else you get? It lasted two weeks. You I get the, the hell out of cat it. hair all over oh, you, and I got to feel out like of itch.
19: How Dude, did you I ever got... find
13: this guy? How did you end up He there? was the other sportscaster. Oh. So boy. he said, just move in. Hey, He said, I got a place for you. Move in, in my basement. I go, okay, great, yeah. Let me know. So I'm there the first day and I'm like, oh, there's a cat and there's another cat. Where, where'd this cat come from? All of a sudden all these cats. I'm like,
19: Dude, what's with all the cats? Would you rather live with 10 cats or 10 dogs? First of all,
13: 10 of anything is too many. Okay. 10 kids? Of, all right. I'd rather have the cats exactly. than 10 kids. Exactly. Let's be totally honest with you. Uh, anyway, I'm looking at the Western conference standing, standings in the NBA. Houston Rockets. <laughs> this is remarkable. Rockets have won 16 in a row. Number two seed, Warriors, six in a row. Number three seed, Blazers, eight in a row. Four seed Pelicans, who did do the Nuggets a favor by beating the Clippers last night, nine in a row. The top four seeds, I can't believe I'm reading this in the Pelicans on the number four seed in the West. The top four seeds don't lose anymore. They don't lose. How were the Pelicans the four-seed in the West? A team that lost an all-star player a month ago. How many of us said the Pelicans were done when DeMarcus Cousins went down? How many of us?
12: They were uh, done. Everyone. A lot. Everyone. It looked like their season was over. They would be the team that would fade out of the Western Conference playoff picture. They're not done. They got better.
19: Well, everybody, when the, the Clippers went a different direction and the Pelicans went a different direction due to injury and due to trades, Everybody said the Nuggets were in. It was an eight-team race for eight spots.
13: Uh, Reading some of the texts, I asked the question in the last segment, which team would you take, the Avs or the Nuggets? If you had to bet your mortgage on it, who makes the playoffs? you have a choice of one? Let's see. I've got ten texts over here. Eight of ten are choosing the Avs. That was my gut. Eight of ten.
12: No, i think both i reasons. think both can make the playoffs i don't think it has to be an either or thing but yeah. i think we we got to something interesting at the end of last segment here's
19: the here's the other reason i'm going nuggets one was there's only 10 teams competing for eight spots whereas in the nhl it's 11 teams for eight spots so just sheer the sheer math of it the other part of it is there's a there's five teams four teams five teams four teams currently ahead of the nuggets that could come backwards that's not the situation
13: really in the NHL. But, but you can't you can't hope on that, right? I get That's it, why we can't I hate it when people say, "Oh, don't worry, that team's going to fall back." Really? But it's legitimately
19: bunched tighter mm-hmm. from 3 through 10 in the NBA than it is. The 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 Avs aren't getting the 3 seed. That ain't happening. Yeah, they just want to get in. So there if somebody yeah. just starts stumbling or a couple teams start stumbling, that could help the Nuggets. There are teams ahead of the Avs that if they started stumbling, it wouldn't matter. That's why I'm leaning leaning toward the Nuggets. No, that's will be the three.
12: That central is a little tighter than I think you're giving it credit for. I mean, they're only six back of the wild with a game in hand, and they have the wild's number in another game against them. I mean, it, the math is not impossible for the Avalanche to take a big leap if they can go on another six, seven, eight game winning streak like sure. they did earlier in the year.
13: Don't go all mathematics on me. I didn't say it was impossible. Uh, this text just came in. Buddy of mine, who was not a strong basketball player, got in a game at the rec center his freshman year. Not being confident in his ability. He decided to take the only girl, cover the only girl on the other team. She proceeded to absolutely destroy him. That girl was Becky Hammond. <laughs>
15: That's awesome. You imagine
13: you're up at the rec center at CSU. Uh, I got her. I got was it. Was this the Moscow rec center? Uh, okay. I got her. I'll take, I'll take the girl.
12: <laughs> uh, she, if she if gets really the job, the, the Russia jokes are, I mean, you, you've made two and a half hour. You can't help yourself.
19: I'm the only one apparently bothered by this. I'm the only one that has yeah. any Any patriotism. What happened? She played for the Russian Olympic team. That happened. Why didn't she play for the U.S. team? I don't know. I just know she played for the Russian Olympic team. She didn't make the U.S. team? I don't remember all the particulars. So you're
13: going to hold this against her for the
19: rest of her life? She played for the Russian Olympic team. Yes. Yes. I'm going to.
13: Hold it against her for the rest of her life. There are a lot of Americans who play for foreign teams. Big deal. Big deal. Okay, I'm, I
19: hold it against all them too, but Becky Hammond is from here, has ties here, maybe the head men's basketball coach at CSU, and she played for the Russian Olympic team.
13: All right. On the text line, Chris, great text. Chris. If I say
19: it louder, does it get more impactful? Chris,
13: you're after a man's heart here.
12: <laughs> this is going to make him mad.
13: Chris writes in, I'd take 10 cats over one Chester. <laughs> 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 You guys, you guys, you guys know how I am and how I'm wired, right? How everything bothers me, right? (laughs) Could you just fathom me waking up to ten cats? Just, 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 no. Shut your eyes, shut your eyes and think about that for a second.
19: I would, I would pay admission to just be like sitting behind a a two-way mirror and watching you in the morning, like when you come up and there's just cats everywhere. The worst part was, I'll never forget
13: one time, Just trying to like put my pants on, and they start getting in the way, and you don't want to step on them. And one time I I fell. I almost like broke something, falling, because there were just so many in the way. It was like
12: living in a zoo. And how old were you at the time? 21. Yeah. I can't imagine you'd be real pleased now, let alone as a 21-year-old. Two weeks, dude. That
13: lasted two weeks. Were you fatigued? Two weeks living there with 10 cats. Call Julie Brownman.
19: Becky we Hammond didn't believe Team USA had genuine interest in her, so she opted to play for Russia. Okay, that's directly out of an ESPN.
13: Uh, according to one of the textures, um the reason Becky Hammond played for Russia was because the U.S. idiotically decided, as to your story, not to select her for the U.S. women's basketball team. I don't oh. hate on her because she did what she had to do to play in the Olympics.
19: Oh, okay. No, that's cool. So Herb Brooks was the last guy cut from the 1960 U.S., Olympic hockey Mm -hmm. team. Last guy cut. So he could just go play for Russia? Mm -hmm. That'd be fine? Nobody has an issue with that other than me. You weren't good enough to make the U.S. team. You were 13th. They
13: took 12. I'm going to go play for Russia. That's a great question. How would she have felt if her team, led by her play, beat the U.S. team in the gold medal game? How would she
19: have felt if a Russian had come and gotten on the U.S. team and that's why she didn't make the team?
13: You're getting stupid. Uh, the stars. According to Matt, the stars also just lost Ben Bishop to a knee injury. Stars also have five more home games the rest of the year. That's it, five. So she the stars twice. do have a tough, tough She did it. No
19: eight and twelve. Oh, jeez.
12: Two-time offender. So the AVs could catch the stars.
13: Yeah, well, essentially.
12: I think I think the Ads can still I I think we're too hyper focused on them being a wild card team. I think the central is tighter than we are giving it credit for. She's a habitual Ruski. (laughs) And what's your problem?
19: You guys have no seriously, you have no issue with her playing for the Russian. I I, I know
13: a lot of people that went to go play for Team Italy in baseball that were. Do they have any connection to Italy? Like their families from there? Doesn't she have some sort of familial connection? She's
19: not three Generations removed from Brezhnev. No,
12: <laughs> I think he has to get the three seed, the four she, seed.
13: She the doesn't five have seed? bushy
12: eyebrows. <laughs> Six seed. At least someone knew who I was talking
11: the Brezhnev about. Brezhnev
12: eyebrows. You <laughs> talking about Russia?
19: Are
13: there better eyebrows? No. Nope. Kissinger's eyebrows or Brezhnev eyebrows? Brezhnev beat Brezhnev's eyebrows. That's that. That's how was you there, should win let me ask you this. Was there a more intimidating figure than Brezhnev in the heyday? Just the way his eyebrows just curled up. No, he looked mean. Just. Getting out of bed looking at his cat. Final segment coming up. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Don't forget, after this program, Hastings and Brownman, they've got Earl Boykins live in studio. Love to get his thoughts on what happened at the Nuggets last night, plus Jeff Legwald at ten thirty. All coming up next on Hastings and Brownman. On the text line, Chris. Great text. Chris. If I say
19: it louder, does it get more impactful? Chris?
13: You're after a man's heart here.
12: <laughs> this is gonna make him mad.
13: Chris writes in, I'd take ten cats over one Chester. <laughs>
18: Doing it again. Got it again! We're giving you the chance to ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. (laughs) It's another Ultimate ABS VIP experience. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950 to get qualified. The grand prize winner ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. and feels, baby. Here we go! And scores a pair of tickets for the Abs and Kings March 22nd from the only station that gives you this much ABS and Nuggets access. Oh man, oh man! Altitude 950.
4: The road to success is paved with your new career at Brannon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package including matching 401k. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at brandon onecom That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N
3: the number one dot com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon Buick Encore Sierra 1500 or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora.
7: Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks do what i do take i-70 to the central city casino parkway it's a quick easy scenic drive and best of all it's a modern four-lane highway central city offers everything you need hotels dining bars open 24 7 and live casino action day or night so remember don't take old twisty cruise i-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun
9: this may not be easy for you to hear but you might need a hearing device Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com.
5: You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From routine scheduled maintenance, computerized alignments, to shocks and struts, we do it all. Did you hit a curb? Come in for a free alignment check. Mention this ad and get a computerized alignment for only $60. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford.
24: When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus.
0: Student loans, car loans, high interest credit cards. Debt adds up for all of us, but there are ways around it. Hey guys, it's Mark Mosier from my friends at American Financing, and I'm here to remind you that refinancing your home loan is an easy way to save a lot of money. Think of it this way. A lower interest rate means lower monthly bill payments. And mortgage interest rates are far more competitive than a student loan or credit card rate. I'm talking rates in the low single digits versus rates in the high double digits. Why wouldn't you consolidate the high interest debt by refinancing your mortgage you'll speak with a salary based mortgage consultant who will customize a loan for your needs they're already saving customers up to $1000 a month plus there are no upfront fees you could close on your new loan in as fast as 10 days and may be able to postpone up to 60 days of mortgage payments so call american financing today 303-695-7000 303-695-7000 or americanfinancing.net the official mortgage company of Altitude 950 and mls
17: 182334 regulated by the division of real estate
18: Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now back to Vic Lombardi.
13: Brooklyn's got some guy named Lavert. Thought Lavert was an R and B singer. First of all, you shouldn't disrespect Lavert. Those are my cousins. <laughs> no, is Eddie he really? Levert is my first. Jerry, Shut the up. The singing group Lavert are my family. Yes. Well, okay, not the player, but the R and B. No, the R and B singer. Eddie well, you Levert should from the OJ. That's my uncle. Well, you should be happy that I know who he is. The only Levert I know is an R&B singer, not a player. See, I told you that happened.
19: I didn't know there was a Levert in the OJs. Great job, by the way, fellas, finding that clip. Yeah, that was. Dug deep for that, Jesse and Marty. Um, I did know about the group Levert, and I did know about Gerald Levert, and we played Casanova coming back, one of the great late 80s R&B songs. I mean, talk about... Flashback in time,
11: mm-hmm.
19: McNichols Arena, Bobby Brown, Lavert, Canine Posse. My brother going to the car because it was just too darn loud. Canine Posse.
12: <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> been lost last uh, half hour. The Don't Be Cruel album from Bobby Brown. Mm. Do you remember the group Gerald Lavert was in?
19: Well, he was in Lavert. Oh, well, it was LSG. LSG, yeah, Lavert, LSG, he sweat,
3: and uh, I. Can't-
19: Wait, Keith Sweat Ow. was in the
3: group? Yeah. LSG. I can't remember who the G was though, but it's uh Gerald Levert, Keith Sweat, and then someone else.
19: I remember Keith, Keith sweat. freaking
8: Sweat, dude. Johnny
19: Gill. Johnny Gill was in that group? Was that post New Edition? That was post New Edition, yeah. So after they were s- single artists, they they formed this group. LSG, yep. Mm. Johnny Gill. I remember Johnny Gill. Because <laughs> Johnny Gill replaced Bobby Brown in New Edition. When Bobby Brown went solo, right, cal- Johnny Gill cal- was the calm replacement down. along with Bell Biv DeVoe and Ralph Tresvant. Right, that became new addition on the Any Heartbreak album, one of the all-time great R&B
13: albums.
11: Mm-hmm.
13: Is there a better song than Motown Philly? Bell Biv DeVoe. That's a, it's pretty good. That's a pretty damn good tune.
12: Are you speaking English? Ricky
13: <laughs> Ricky Bell, Ronnie
19: DeVoe <laughs> Bivins. What was Bivins' first name? Michael Bivins. Michael Bivins. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Jesse. And I. Jesse and I could do a it's whole show on just 80s oh, R&B. i mean, are you sure it wasn't
13: Kendall Gill. <laughs> I legitimately have no idea what you guys are talking about. Johnny Gill. Um, other stories that have emerged today. I know we've delved into the Nuggets and Avs, and rightfully so. Because those are the teams playing. When you talk sports, you talk about teams that are playing. <laughs> it's not hard. Is that, I mean, is that like a foreign concept? No. Nope. I mean, seriously. Nope. When you break it all down, when you, when, when you whittle it all away, Hey, um, what are you going to do? I'm going to go talk sports. Oh, okay. So are you going to talk about like the teams that are playing or the teams not playing? We're going to talk about teams uh, not playing. My rule of thumb the entire is... entire
19: time. I'm not as harsh as you. My rule of thumb is they need to be at least within six months of
13: their next or game. Or have news. Yeah. Okay. Let me establish that. Some of the stories we have not discussed today. Peyton Manning selling all 31 of his Papa John's franchises. And I had to ask, Why?
19: I'm just curious, and not that it really impacts my life. But he's gonna remain their national spokesman.
13: Yeah. But I, is this, does this have anything to do with the fallout of Papa John himself in the NFL?
19: If it did, then he wouldn't remain their spokesman.
13: Yeah. Well, so maybe he's contractually obligated to remain the spokesperson. That could be a contract. I, I found know. it a little curious.
12: Not gonna, I, Very. you know, yeah, you guys think I wear my tinfoil hat a little too much. This one to me was odd. But what, what is the but, motivation? Well, Why liquidate?
19: What could potentially be the problem? Is he gonna buy a chain of chubbies? Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the hell's the going issue on out be. there.
0: What people doing flips in the oh, hallway? Someone's stopping it, it, is he a radio show? Wait here. a minute.
19: Wait a minute. How about this? Is he setting himself up to be in a position where he doesn't have a conflict of interest if he becomes a GM or, an owner why, or something like that? That's
13: why. That's why it's like. What, what can you open the door here? What, don't make what, yell at someone. What is going on? We're doing a radio show. That would be
19: my only theory, Vic. Is that if if. If he was the GM of the Broncos, hypothetically, could he own a bunch of Papa John's? Could he do that?
13: I, well, Elway still has stake in dealerships. Why not? I, I, Why I, not? That's
12: a good question. I don't, I don't know. Did you find
13: out what was happening?
12: It wasn't a big deal. I think we should get back to the Papa John's. It was a big deal enough for you to
13: go out there and tell him to calm down. I just said cut it out. Sorry.
19: That was a real dad-like move, though, right? He just goes storming out the door. <laughs> Telling the kids to quiet down in the hall.
13: Before we say goodbye,
19: our resident fact-checker,
18: Marty O. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker.
16: All right, guys. Plenty to get to today. So I'm new to this radio thing. and learning from you guys every day. Don't think I'll be writing this one down.
13: By the way, I did make a mistake already. Motown Philly was boys to men, not Bell Bib
16: DeVoe. I was going to obviously say yeah, that. That was my bad. Go ahead, Marty. Uh, anyway, you guys made a mistake. Let's play it. Did you just burp? I did.
19: <laughs> didn't have
16: to point it out. Thanks. Well, the way you did
19: it,
13: you like put your hand at your
19: mouth. I was trying not to make everybody in Denver know that I just did I didn't yes. know
13: either. Only Vic pointed it out. Thanks, Vic. There's no but, burp but button it's in the, the way, it's the way he did it though. After he did it, it was like a, a young debutante at the
21: debutante it was ball. very delicate. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he was like this. He goes,
6: <laughs>
21: I'm it sorry so,
11: it was so
12: when Steve now yawned, burped and didn't he smell his armpit one yeah, day? Yeah. it's
19: just weird <laughs> you know what? I'm not going offer any sort of feedback yeah. on this
16: Vic, you paid a compliment to Manchester by using one of his coined terms, but HW poked a major hole in it. Let's hear that.
13: I, I'm going to take a page from the Manchester playbook here about looking through the front window rather than the rear view mirror. Isn't the front window called the windshield? It's another window, another what word for if, it. Whatever, dude. I, I didn't make a
19: mistake. Okay. Yeah, but
16: well, I mean, I think most people call it the windshield.
19: Yeah, but everything, to be a good saying, to be a good phrase, there has to be some balance to it. And mm-hmm. it's front window, and that, rear, view mirror. Mm-hmm. That's why it works. If it was, hey, look through the windshield, not the rear mirror, it doesn't make no. any sense. So, I have another tester saying, when you guys start coining phrases that are used by stations all over the exactly. city, you can criticize <laughs> when mine. When
13: people start stealing your material and write books about it. Right. 7505 says, Vic, Motown, Philly, Boys Command. I got it. I got it wrong. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. What, you, wait, you want me to walk down the street naked?
16: <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> Manchester is fired up about the Rockies today. We got a new spin on an old comment. Let's hear this. Um, Let's
19: give Jeff Bright. Teflon Jeff.
16: You're such a freak. Teflon Jeff. You'll
19: be fine this year. Don't worry about it. He's John freaking Elway. Teflon. Everybody's Teflon in this town. Let's just make everyone Teflon.
13: You know, I would love to, um, (laughs) I would love a reality show, sort of like an experiment, where Manchester got a chance to GM each team. Like, he worked his way around town. Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, Habs. Each year, each team, you got to play the role of executive GM. Okay. Just to see how they would perform.
19: I would love that. Okay, let, let me, let me t- put it to you this way, with two teams. One, if you'd let me be the GM of the Rockies for a quarter century, mm-hmm. I could win one division title and go to the post- postseason more than four times. A. Second of all, if you let me be the GM of the Broncos and just let me pick second and third rounders, mm-hmm. I could pick nothing but flops. Okay, go
16: on. I right, will make an appearance uh on today's checker by absolutely botching Bob Feller's name. Let's hear this.
12: Well, no wonder his boy Bob Seller pitched. Oh, Bob, before Bob
13: Seller. Bob. Let's just let's, let's just, just play music. Everybody, stop talking for five seconds. Just just let's take a break. That was bad. That was bad. Did you do that on purpose? or No,
12: it? I thought it was Bob Sellers.
13: Sellers. Sellers. <laughs> no, he adds an
12: S.
19: Wasn't Brad Sellers traded for Scotty Pippen? Brad Sellers.
16: Uh, Will's take on the Nuggets being fatigued was uh, roasted by you guys for a good hour and 45 minutes. It made Vic so mad, he said the following. why the Nuggets miss the playoffs? Fatigue. Oh,
13: fatigued. S- I'll throw this computer out this window. Well, then what's your thing? I, I swear, jump. if you're hanging out exposition, I will throw this computer out the window if that's excuse.
16: Yeah. Really, you can't throw anything out these these windows. We tried back here. That's what that noise was earlier. We were throwing stuff against the window, but they, they that doesn't break. So These are tough windows.
19: I like that you were mad at the studio next to us making no- noise, and you spent 20 minutes the other day kicking a ball against the window.
10: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
19: yeah.
16: Sorry. Goes around, comes that is it for me. Thanks, Actually, the, the Nuggets have seven home games and nine away games. We were struggling with that. But seven of those nine away games mm-hmm. are back-to-back.
12: Wait a minute, they only have 16 games left too? I thought they had
16: 18 yeah, left. Yeah, you're, you I think our jacked. fact checker just screwed it
19: up.
3: It, yeah. You tried to go out with a bang and yeah, messed it up in a big way. Our, our fact checker messed up yesterday too. He says Shaquille O'Neal was 42. He turned 46. God, I didn't think Shaq was older or bad,
13: younger dude. than me.
12: You're irresponsible. No. Man. Well, that'll do it for me,
16: fellas. Yeah, Thank you. How, I
12: just counted. They have 18 games left. So explain to me how they yeah. have seven and nine. Yeah, well, they I have,
16: counted wrong, obviously. They have two on a neutral court. <laughs> No. So no. how many
12: home and away do they actually have? It was what I had early in the show. They eight, eight at home, 10 okay. on the road, and the Avs have eight at home, eight on the road. It's very similar.
13: All right. So we seem to side toward the Avs. Which team is more likely to make the playoffs at this point, at this juncture? I expect the Nuggets to beat the Cavs tonight, just so you guys know. They will beat the Cavs. It's and it's going to make it even more frustrating because you're like, what? where was this last night? It's a late start. ESPN game tonight,
19: but it is going to be worth it because your loins say they're going to win. They're going to win. I'm okay. really eager to see how
13: the Joker and Jamal Murray respond. Kaz will have the call here I'm on altitude really 950. Eager. Fire us up!
18: We're gonna be on the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today.
13: Dirk Nowitzki, the corpse that is Dirk Nowitzki, had five threes in the first half. Who was in charge of Dirk Nowitzki for most of the night? Nikola, the Joker. Do I need to write this out? Do, do I need proper penmanship to explain this to people? You know, here's where fantasy sports kills coaches. Kills all of us. We look at their offensive production and say, oh, why is it? He's a walking triple double. Dude, the game is played on both ends. If you're not doing your part, if you're not responsible to do your part on the defensive end and it impacts your team, you're not playing. It's not hard.
19: That was a very well-thought-out point. I really think the Teflon thing where I said it nine times in
13: 12 seconds was
19: more fired up. Okay.
13: That's fine. You'll have plenty more opportunities tomorrow. Who do we have on the show tomorrow? I don't know. I'm fatigued. 10 o'clock. Up next, Hastings and Brownman on Altitude 950.
20: Altitude 950. Rewind. Well, uh, effort is a big part of it. Uh, I give the guys that were in there in the fourth quarter – Uh, a lot of credit because they went out there and played hard. Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Devin Harris, Trey Lyles, Mason Plumlee, those guys went out there and competed and uh, and were able to get some stops and and cut it to, I think, maybe five a few times. But um, the breakdowns were um, not understanding who you're guarding, being disciplined in your closeouts, running shooters off the line. Obviously, uh, Yogi Ferrell destroyed us a season-high 24 points, goes 6 of 7 from 3. And Dirk, no to Dirk Mbiski, as I mentioned pregame, he still has a lot left in his tank. But the one thing he can still do at a high level is shoot the ball, and we give him 5-3. So uh, just a very undisciplined effort, and um, that's what happens when you're undisciplined on the road. And uh, those guys played well, so tip your hat and give them some credit.
18: To nine fifty, Denver's all sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are back at Pepsi Center to take on LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tip off is at eight thirty with the pregame show. Getting away at eight oh five. Jason Kosmisky, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSU, Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche. Nathan.
6: <laughs>